Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Call into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What, what, what's new? What are you doing? Uh, what's new, J-Dub? Hey, Hefe. Welcome into the Hideout Rule Radio 104.1. I am El Hefe. That is J-Dub's. It's actually your hideout, too, so come on in. 407-916-1041, 1041 star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. There's also an AOL Instant Messenger, Real Radio Hideout, that is manned by Tommy Bateman, our producer. Chunks is the star of RealRadio.fm. And uh, he mans the talk and roll controls. And taking your phone calls this evening, uh, Hooch Pooch. and Putin. Putin. So, again, 407-916-1041, and Storm 1041 on your singular wireless phones. And I'm not going to lie to you, we need your help tonight. Uh... Hideout 7, seven questions we want to get answered before 11 o'clock. Touch on the first uh, first three or so. First of all, whose weekend was it? It is our usual weekend recap game in which we give you prizes for uh, identifying which member of the hideout did what over this weekend. Uh, secondly, were we let down by the hurricane? Now, I know we didn't get a direct on hit, but you have to realize, for us, this was our first taste of a hurricane. Now, many of you just chuckled. But, uh, you know, you got to mind that we came from D.C. and then Michigan before that. So just our first little impressions of being kind of sideswiped or getting the outer. All right, so it rained. <laughs> but everybody... there, was a, there was a good ten minutes there where it rained pretty damn hard and we were scared. So anyway, we will get into that. But I hate to... I hate to do this. Um, I don't. I do and I don't. Today is a very somber day for those of us here in the hideout. Um, as you know, we came from Washington, D.C. Yeah. And in Washington, D.C., working at WJFK, we made some amazing friends um, on, off the air, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, of course, we all, a lot of you know about Ron and Fez and Ron and Ron and how we produced for them and worked with them and followed them up in D.C. And um, the afternoon show there, uh, nationally syndicated on Westwood One, uh, the Don and Mike show, um, also based out of JFK. And I, too, uh, produced that show as a tradi- tra- transitional producer. Um, and we worked very closely with those guys. J-Dubs, in fact, has two tattoos from that show particularly because yeah. of the Don and Mike show. Uh, Dubs made bets with Don Geronimo uh, about Lions games. Yeah. One, Lions versus the Indianapolis Colts. Another mm-hmm. one, Lions versus 
the Green Bay Packers. And I lost both of them, so I have two professional football team logos on my back. So we have obviously a very close connection. Um, like you do whenever you whenever you work with people for an extended period of time. Yeah. Uh, you, you develop a connection much in the same way we are already developing connections here at Real Radio with the Phillips File, with the uh, Shannon Burke Show, and with the Monsters. Uh, today the the hideout flag flies at half mass because Don Geronimo's wife, uh, Frida Source, uh, passed away, uh, died in a car accident last night mm-hmm. or yesterday. This is particularly tough on a number of levels uh, for us. First and foremost, as a human being, you feel for a man who has lost his spouse. Yeah, definitely. Secondly, there is a there's a fraternity um, of people who do what we do for a living. Now there there's a certain percentage of people who are DJs, but then I'll be perfectly honest with you, every DJ in the world wants to do what we do for a living. They want to be able to get on the microphone and just be able to talk and say what's on their mind. And here at Real Radio, that's the beauty of this station. And that's also, you know, what goes on at JFK and a few other places around the nation. And so you also tend to develop a special bond um, with your coworkers because of that, because there are so few people who know what it is you go through every day, you know, in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, Don Geronimo specifically is a man who loves radio. He's been in this business 30 years, um, been all over the nation. Uh, like we told you, nationally syndicated. But this is a guy who loved, who loves radio and loves his family. And to be perfectly honest, most of the people in this business are very jaded or maybe not so nice. Whenever we got, as a couple of snot-nosed kids, up-and-comers, whenever we got to WJFK, um, we were told certain things about, you know, stay away from the afternoon show. Yeah, they don't want to be bothered. Don't talk to them. Long story short, the guy didn't have to because in the, in the radio business he's a superstar, but he went out of his way to mentor a Saturday night show that, that was then called El Jefe's Hideout and eventually worked its way into the hideout and eventually worked its way into the full-time schedule. The guy went out of his way to give us promotion all across this nation, even if it involved Dubs getting tattoos on his back. Yeah. Putting my retarded ass on the air. Yeah, you'd do it. And what's so odd is that I heard this news today. Dubs called me uh, after, I guess I got the message after my workout. And I, I, I cried. I genuinely cried. For about 10 minutes. I haven't cried in years, I think. Maybe I cried earlier this year when we were when, when everything went down at JFK. When we were, you know. You cried then? When I was about to leave. Yeah, for about two minutes. <laughs> but I cried today because I know this person and I know what his wife meant to him. And to tell you a little bit about the Donna Mike show, if you've never heard it before, it is the ultimate, again, in reality radio, what we do here for a living, what all of us do here on Real Radio, what Stern does. It's just we put ourselves out there 
but more so than a lot of shows, a lot of the Don and Mike show was based around Don and his wife's relationship. I mean, just Don's personal life in whole. You know, he he incorporated his wife, he incorporated his son a lot, he incorporated everything about his real life with the listeners. So, I mean, we worked with the man, and we feel for him, and the people listening to the show also are losing out on something as well. I, what's real odd to me is I've never lost some, anyone per, real close to me in my life. And I identify with Don Geronimo on so many levels that I think my crying, A, was in part feeling for him because I know when it finally happens to me and when I lose a loved one that close, I just know how devastating it would be. I can't even begin to put into words, but it's like this feeling of just utter sadness and almost a helplessness of you want to you wanna do something. What can you do? Is there anything you could say? Is there any message you could send? Do you call now? Do you wait until later? Uh, then something like this puts life in perspective. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that people die every day. But for some reason, as human beings, we don't really kind of take it in. You know, we don't understand it to its fullest extent. Unless there's a very personal story behind it, you really don't understand what it is, especially if you haven't experienced it for yourself. Yeah, and especially because I haven't, you know. But then I, I, this is something that I can amazingly identify with. And it, it just it puts everything in perspective, as far as life goes. Now we wanna we wanna come in here and we you know we wanna make you laugh and we wanna goof around with you, and we understand that you don't know too much about Don, and, and his wife's relationship, but we also need your help in the fact in that how how do you help people cope with a, with a tragedy like that? Because, to be perfectly honest with you, I, I was in no mood today to come in here and do a show. It, it hit me that hard. You know, I know that you as well, um, Bateman and Chunks, grew up listening to this radio show. And then they got the chance to work with this man, you know, and see these things behind the scenes. And the same thing with our buddy uh, Jonathan, who is here right now, his usual Friday night open door policy kind of, uh, you know, guy that hangs out, him and, him and his uh, girlfriend Drew. And so I want to spend this first hour just, I don't know, I feel like I need to talk a little bit because when something like this happens, it makes you open your eyes for a second. It makes you realize how quick life is. And not only so much how quick life is, but how it can be taken at an instant. Because the situation was Don's wife was driving back um, from a vacation location, and there was a ten pile, a ten car pileup on one side of the road. So let's just say it was eastbound. So someone was trying to swerve to not get into the ten car pileup. That person swerves, crosses the median, and hits Frida's car, you know, head on. Head on. The person who hit her car walked away. She ends up dying. Now let's talk, let's stop right there for a second. If you're that guy who swerves over and hits someone in a uh, another 
median or in another lane and you walk away from it what's your feelings then what are you feeling i would imagine the guilt is is stifling i think well you you you, you can't even believe take out of the effect just who it was for a little bit mm-hmm. because she was also too a personality in washington dc at one point and she did a lot of community work but she was more known for being don's wife but even I couldn't even imagine getting into an accident like that and end up taking somebody else's life. Or what do you do? Or like how you constantly, to me, one of the worst things would be how you constantly replay every scenario in your head of what could have happened. Not only if you are the person who was driving the car, but then you got to think, you know, on the other hand too, what if? You know, what if it was two seconds later, or what if, you know, she had been in the other lane, or, you know, what if I had called her right before she left, or just like, even when it comes to like a movie like A Final Destination or something silly like that, where all the the timing has to end up... Just so, yeah. Just so, so that it happens, and you wonder, look, we're young dudes, you and me, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. 27, you're 24, you were still kind of in the point of our lives where we're thinking we're, you know, we're indestructible. Yeah, ten foot tall and bulletproof. We sent chunks swimming with uh, gators. He's gonna be fine. There's no way anything could happen to him. You know, <laughs> and that, and that, and something like this happens, and you just you feel, you know, of course you feel awful and you want to help, but at the same time too, all these other things start flooding into your head. Do you want to live life to the fullest? Uh, grudges that you've been holding, do you just let them go? You know, um, how do you begin to move on? You know, there's just a lot that goes into your mind that I want to talk about. Uh, just that we could need to do therapeutically. How do you go back and do a funny radio show? That's the part that gets me. You know what? Let's pick that up when we get back. 407 star one zero four one on your singular wireless phone. The beauty of the hideout is that we want everybody in here, and we would genuinely like your opinion because you got a lot of you. You've been through losses. You've had losses in your life. You've, you know, you can you can help. You can help us help, but we need an open uh, an open discussion. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll pick up that point of how would you move on. Next in the hideout, Row Radio 104.1. I'm only happy when it rains. I'm only happy when it's complicated. All right, welcome back into the hideout, Row Radio 104.1. It's El Jefe and J-Dubs Monday night. 407 star one zero on your singular wireless phone. Uh, kind of a somber mood right now. Uh, we will get to whose weekend was it, and we got a, a lot of stuff from the weekend, and a lot just, you know, we got some comedy for you. But right now, we're just we're looking for a little help. I'm not gonna lie to you on uh, how to deal with a loss. Um, a mentor of ours, uh, Don Geronimo of the Don and Mike Show, based out of Washington D.C. and nationally syndicated. And I would say a true mentor uh, lost his wife over the weekend, and it's just something that really struck us hard for a number of reasons that we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. And it's it's made us think. And I think the reason it makes us think so much is because we can – it's just someone we can identify with, you know? I can – I identify with him in so many ways. 
You know, just because of the simple fact of what we do for a living. You know what I'm saying? Just like, um, you know, there are support groups, you know, for fathers and, and mothers and brothers and people who lose, who maybe lose people in like a war or something, you know. And it just so happens that this one really affects us because he was such a good friend and because of the fact that, you know, we worked with him for two, you know, two years. Yeah. And he took us under his wing. Now, Bateman, before the commercial break, brought up a, a great point of how do you go back to doing a comedy-based radio show? I, we here are having trouble, you know, cracking good jokes now and, you know, it, we're removed from the situation. I mean, I always joke that when my dog dies, which she won't because she's going to live forever, I'm going to have to, like, check into, like, a mental institution for at least two weeks because there's no way I'm going to be able to, like, handle just that. Right. I can't imagine losing someone that I've been married to for 25 years or whatever it is. It just that, that thought actually scares the hell out of me right now. Let me ask you this. There are two ways you can go with this when it comes about, and this is as far as you know, having a spouse goes. Some people, they something like this happens, or they have a loss in their life, and they're like, you know what? That's why I don't get close to people. That's just that's why I don't I don't want to get close to you because at one point you're going to leave me, and I don't want to deal with that. No idea what that feels like. On the other hand, some people are like, hey, this is a wake up call. I need to get out there, and I need to meet people. I need to experience life. I need to do more because I feel like I'm maybe wasting mine. What kind of person are you? I think I lean toward the latter. I think I lean more toward, you know what? Why am I sitting in my apartment all weekend long doing nothing? I ask you that every weekend, though. We don't need some kind of wake-up call for that. I give you a call every weekend. And you annoy me. I ignore those calls. I put silence. But it, it, this last weekend is a perfect example. I went out and did, did stuff, and I had a blast. And I got memories just from going out and doing stuff over the weekend, you know, as opposed to sitting at home and watching DVD playing video games. So I think I would be more toward the latter. What about you? You, you strike me as the kind of person who's, I don't really want to get too close to you because... Yeah, I I would say I'm more the uh, the first type where if anything big does happen, I mean even my own personality as it is, I don't get too close to people. I very I'm very uh, selective with the people I get close to, and you know because you're burned so many times by it. But then you got to also think as well. All right, so maybe you're burned, but at least you get some memories out of that relationship. There has to be some positive, you know? Yeah. But I, you do strike me as more so the first. And I think I was a lot of that way, too. But I, I feel like i got to start doing stuff now. i got to go out and meet people and get experiences. I see Jonathan all the time saying he's going to the strip club. Maybe I should just go with him. You should. And just, just, just to say I spent Sunday afternoon at the strip club. Just take a handful of ones and get going, man. 407-916-1041, and start... Star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. Put a single on a string, kind of just drag it around, make her chase after it. That's what you need to do. You need to go fishing. <sighs> Sheila, you're in the hideout on Rogue Radio. What's going on, Sheila? Hey, I just um, call in to comment about losing loved ones. Um, quite a few years back, more, I guess, what 
was more affected would be my father. My father lost his wife um, in November at a very young age, 42 years old. Um, that was November. That December, he lost his father. And that March, he lost his mother. And you want to talk about, you know, something that's hard. He lost three major, you know, family members um, oh. all, all within, what, five, six months. And all you can do... And and I say his wife because it was my stepmother, but she wasn't, you know. Right. Uh, she was a, a my mother, you know. And all you can do is just hold on to the ones that you have, you know, tight, and think of all the good memories that you have. And you have to take while they're here. You have to take every moment and just, you know. And appreciate it. You you do you do you have to look at your kids. I don't know if you have children. I have two. The days that they drive you crazy, you know what? You have to remember, you may not have them tomorrow. You may not be here tomorrow. And yeah. you just have to hold on to everything that, that just, you do. Take it for the experience, good or bad, but just remember it's a good experience, or it's just an experience that you can look back on. Thank you for the call, Sheila. I really appreciate you coming in and, and dishing out some of that advice. You know, Sheila brought up a point about mothers and fathers. Yeah. This has been well documented here uh, here in the hideout. Uh, I have major issues with my parents. I mean, major. I don't know who I have more with, my father or my mother. They battle as to, uh, and then I, something like this happens, you know? And again, it makes you think about, you know, people aren't going to be around forever. My mom's about to celebrate her 49th birthday. And at the highest weight she's ever been. At 245 pounds. Yeah, her heart's not in very good uh, shape right now. I even joked with her. I go, you're not going to see 50. It's true. It could be. No, it definitely is. Oh, come on. And you got to call her. Now. But see, I, I have... I want you to wait. But, like, I can joke with my mom about that, and she knows that I love her. My dad? Eh. You know, like all father, or sons and fathers. And so I'm about to go home for a family reunion here at the end of the month. And, uh... This, something like this today makes me think, you know what? I'm going to sit down with my pops, and I'm just going to lay it all out. What are you going to say to him? Love me, Daddy. <laughs> That's laying it out for him right there? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that and uh, give me a baseball bat. I'll hit you once. All will be good. And it, what? Uh, th that's just for another show maybe at some point we talk about the uh, some of the father issues. If Let's say you were like you got married again. And um, something happened to your wife. Would you be able to like go to your dad and get any comfort, or would he just be like, "Leave me alone"? I don't think he'd say "Leave me alone," but, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Hefe would feel comfortable going to his father for that. I'd rather go to you. And honestly, honestly, I think I'd rather go to Tommy Bateman than my father. <laughs> that should that should say a lot to you <laughs> as to where I'm at and how great of a person I am. No. <laughs> Jeff, me, son. Jeff, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. Hey guys. Hey buddy. Clean your room. Yeah, hey, I want to. I want to take a, a two-fisted uh, approach to this. One that, that uh, one, I was a big fan of that show, and two, um, I've experienced some loss in my life. And I, and you know, you guys are a lot like those two guys on that radio show. That that you really, like you said earlier, it's real radio. You talk about your family. You talk about your life. And I'm trying not to get a little choked up here because it's, it's been a weirdly emotional day for me. And, and that's that's the, the also a testament to not only Don and Mike and what they do for Lynn, but all of us. Because 
radio is so personal, and that's one of the reasons that I love it so much, that so many listeners felt like they knew Frida. So many of you, know, of you guys, thankfully, we hope, feel like you know us, so that when something happens to us, in a weird way, you feel it too. And, and you know, you're, I, understand, I completely understand the emotion, you know? Absolutely. I, th I think it's well, a, a testament to, uh, to the show, you know, but also... You know the the ability to communicate. Go ahead, well, Jeff. Well, the, the thing is that they helped me through my tragedy. I lost a child ten years ago. She was born very sick and lived four months in a hospital. And I, still to this day, I can remember the vivid emotion driving. I, I live in Maine, and I was driving from Boston, driving back to Maine. And when I could get into where the signal was, I turned the radio on because my head was so filled with despair. My wife and I, we couldn't even speak to each other. It was so we just were so in pain. And I turned the radio on, and I laughed. I let myself laugh, and they helped me through that. Right. And the thing that you have to remember when somebody has a tragedy like that in their lives, the only thing you have to do right now is you have to let them know that you're there, because when they, what I needed from my friends when I lost my child. I need to know that they were there because I tell you, for the first few days after, I didn't want to see anybody, didn't want to talk to anybody. I, I needed to be left alone. And you just need to let them know that you're there, and then when they're ready, they can come talk to you. Hey, Jeff, I appreciate the uh, the call, buddy. Thank you. 407-916-1041, star-1041 in our singular wireless phones, a mentor to the hideout. Uh, lost his wife yesterday, and we're just—it's just—it's made us think a lot. It's been a very emotional day for us, and um, you know we just needed to kind of get out there for a little bit. And uh, we really, we really want to know about you know what you're thinking and some info, and uh, you know helping us um, deal and all that kind of stuff. A little open communication here in the hideout—that's what it's all about. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll pick up the discussion. Uh, it's Real Radio 104.1. It is the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I'll have fan J Dubs. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. A little uh, on-air therapy here with you guys is a. Uh, <clears throat> if you're just not tuning in, a, a mentor of ours, Don Geronimo from WJFK, nationally syndicated Don and Mike show, lost his wife uh, yesterday to a car accident, and um, it hit us hard because we know him and we identify with him so well, and we're just going through kind of grieving issues and how something like this makes you stop and take inventory on your life, um, you know, and it makes you look around and consider a few options. And we were just, you know, how do you deal with it? Because I personally have not had a major loss yet, not even grandparents. Like, not even immediate wow. grandparents have I lost yet. And so, and then that's another thing to question, too, is, Selfishly, would you rather go first so you don't have to deal with that grief? Or I mean, a lot of people would, yeah. I mean, and you know, a lot of people take it as a part of life. What about you? I take it as a part of life. Yeah, I don't think I would, uh, you know, wish death upon myself or anybody else before anybody's ready to go. I'll be, I'm so selfish. I think I would rather just. I think I would rather. Before having to deal with all that pain. No, I'm of, with you on that. Of a loved one. I, I, I hope you do, too. Thank you. 
I, I think that'd be the best way. I think uh, I would, I'd be able to deal with I'm it not, better. I'm telling you, man, I'd be in shambles. Just peer, like, I just would be in shambles. I am now. Dude, I cried today for like 10 minutes for, for Don. Imagine if it was you. I mean, that was like almost like a second-hand type thing. Where right. You aren't really experiencing it. You're just thinking about what it's like to experience it. And it hit you that hard. You know, I was talking to somebody about this over the weekend, too. How I I like to be able to identify with people. You know? I, 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 I like to be able to know what's going on. Like, see, see the other side of the glass, you know? And not try to be so self-centered. Well, thank you. Everybody's all lined up. Let's run through these calls. I appreciate it. The phones are lit up. We appreciate it. Let's start with Jax. Jax, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? What do you got? Yo. Hey, uh, just wanted to say, first of all, uh, I'm sorry for your loss, you know. Uh, I went through uh, a bad time. Uh, I was a firefighter in New York City during 9-11. Uh, I was 23 at the time. And, uh, man, it was just, you know... I know how to lose, how it feels to lose somebody, and you know it's just it's horrible. How do you? What, at what point you start getting over it? Um, I don't know, cause I'm still not over it. You know, I still have those images in my head. And I I lost three three of my best friends, you know, in that in that incident. You know, right. it, was just, it was just horrible. No, oh, hey man, I appreciate you giving us a call, buddy. Hey, no problem. All right. Um, was there anybody Jackson who's in D.C. listens on RealRadio.fm? Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> that's what I thought. I didn't put two and two together, though. Um, but yeah, I think I'm selfish in that way. I think I would just, like you, even you, hmm. something happened to you. You'd cry? If I didn't get your PlayStation 2, maybe. You wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get anything in mine. Then yes, I'd cry. Oh, boy. Murph, you're in the hideout on Rogue Radio. What do you got, Murph? Hey, down here on business, man. I appreciate you guys uh, telling me what's going on back in D.C. That's a shocker. That's it, it, a shocker. And I, I, I wish, I just wish that we could relate, and I hope everybody here in Central Florida kind of understands, can understand why this. Is, I mean, we just, you know, we just left, you know, him like three months ago, you know, and again, he meant so much to us in our professional career, and Don was so excited for us to be coming to Real Radio because Don thinks the world of this radio station. And he said, this is so perfect for you guys. You guys are going to have a blast. And so, you know, as a mentor, it really did mean a lot. And I just, as a tribute to him, as to Frida, and also, too, to, to really talk about how you go through these grieving issues and what it is you do and, um, and you know, and how you deal with it. So, um yeah, Frida was such a big part of that show. You know, and the only way I could analogize it, like for, yeah, it depends on you know on who you listen to and what shows you listen to. But as much as like you know before the divorce, as much as like Allison meant to to the Howard Stern show and how the constant call-ins and it was just it was their life out there for everybody, for millions uh, to hear. You know, and that's why I think the listeners feel it so much. And then, you know, you know, Chunks and Jonathan and Bateman grew up listening to this relationship. You know, and then we actually met and knew these people. And, uh, you know, you be, you begin to uh, really take inventory on what's going on with you. Thanks for the phone call, Murph. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Um, 
All right, let's take one more call. I know we got to take a break, but we got one more call. People have been very nice as to call up and uh, give us a little advice. Mark, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Mark? Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? I just tuned in around 730. I am truly sorry for Don's loss and for yours. Thanks. Um, my wife is a counselor, and I would, having been through this myself, uh, not, God bless me, not with my wife, but with friends and a boss, um, I would strongly, I mean, it's a process. Uh, trying to get through it is a process. You're not, no, words, all the words in the world aren't going to be able to, Fix it, quote unquote, for, for you guys or for Don. Uh, everybody's going to be having different feelings, and that's how you deal with it. Having those feelings, you feel like they're going to cry, just walk off and cry. You're going to get angry about it. All these emotions are going to come out. And one of the ways I got through it when my boss, my boss committed suicide, and he was a great boss and a dear friend. And we actually had uh, in the corporate office, right around the corner from where you guys are at, mm-hmm. up in Maitland. Um, we actually had a grief counselor who was a friend of my wife's come in for an extremely minimal amount of money, and she did about an hour and a half with all, with about six people in our corporate office, and that was a that was really a help because it just turned into a uh, you know just a group session, and she was just there to support us and gave us some good good tools to use to get through it. Yeah, I um, yeah, that's uh, that's one way. I uh, I actually did that. And thanks for the call, Mark. We got to take a break, but uh. I was I was feeling so good too. I, like after the weekend, and I had a great workout this morning. And then I saw you called, and I actually wanted to go swimming. And when it called you, see if you wanted to go swimming, and you told me about the news. And I literally got physically ill, and I laid down, um, because I was like, I just gotta lay down. I can't deal with this. And it was early, and so I'm laying there, and just all these thoughts are going through my head. You know, just about mortality and how Don must be feeling, and how just how tough the whole situation is. And then I, li- I was lying there in my bed. I'm like, I can't, I can't sit here alone. I'm gonna drive myself crazy if I'm sitting here alone. So I hop in the shower. That's where I cried. And then, I know. It's <laughs> I'm such- sorry. That's a funny thought. <laughs> it you is. It is naked a- in the shower. <laughs> no, I shower with shorts. I shower with shorts on. <laughs> Soaking yourself in tears and uh, bath water. Boycott shorts. That's what I shower oh, God. on. Thank you. <laughs> and then I. Uh, and then I come up here just to hang out with you, you know, just because yeah. I figure I want to be around you and Chunks and, you know, some people who can understand and identify. Very quick break. We'll come back. Um, we'll wrap up the discussion, and then we'll move on and goof around and have a little fun. Again, our thoughts with uh, John Geronimo, a uh, former coworker of ours and a mentor who lost his uh, wife of, what, 20-some-odd years? Yeah, like 25, I believe. To a car accident. Quick break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Monster True Music is music created for monster fans by monster musicians like the sexy Savannah. On the one hand, you have, like, Celine Dion. Great voice. Well, I wouldn't even say great. I would say okay. But you can only listen to her voice so long before you have to look at her. And she's hideous. So, you know, then you got, like, Britney Spears on the other hand. And her voice is maybe not as good, but at least you can look at her. Right? This moment of monster music was brought to you by Real Radio 104.1 Orlando, Florida. Welcome to Flight 38. How you doing? Oh, I'm sorry, you can't sit there. Isn't it open seating? This is the whites-only section. Whites-only? Mm-hmm. You'll need to move back to the colored section. Ma'am, I'm a vice president at Sir, a major... Sir, please move back and we'll be on our way. <sighs> Fine. 
Imagine what America would be like today if Martin Luther King never had a dream. To learn about the Martin Luther King National Memorial Project in Washington, D.C., visit buildthedream.org. A public service message from the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Foundation and the Ad Council. Every day, AIDS kills 1,600 children worldwide. The time to do something is now. The place is apathyislethal.org. AIDS is preventable. Apathy is lethal. Have you heard the buzz about West Nile virus? Protect your family from the mosquito bites that spread the virus. Use mosquito repellent containing DEET. When possible, wear long-sleeve shirts and pants. And remove standing water where mosquitoes breed. Fight the bite. Tell mosquitoes to buzz off. Can you imagine a perfect world? In a perfect world, every precious little newborn child would be welcomed into a home with a loving mom and dad. But the world isn't perfect. That's why LDS Family Services is here. So if your world is less than perfect because you're pregnant, single, call LDS Family Services. It's free and it's confidential. Adoption. It's about love. For more information, visit itsaboutlove.org. A message from the National Consumers League about pain medicines like Aleve, Motrin, and Advil. To minimize side effects like stomach bleeding or ulcers, read the label. Don't mix medications and involve your doctor. For a free brochure, call 1-866-216-2316. 1-866-216-2316. If you believe our children deserve a safer, more peaceful world, it's time to stand up for human rights. Find out how at www.amnestyusa.org. Join a million Amnesty International members around the world and hold governments accountable to the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Rudy Giuliani talks about prostate cancer. I guess it's a guy thing. How else can you explain it? Men will look for any excuse not to get tested for prostate cancer. A 10-minute test, no big deal. Maybe they figure what they don't know can't hurt them, which is just plain wrong because what they don't know can hurt them. It can even be fatal. You see, with prostate cancer, catching it early is everything. Catch it early and your chances of survival may be 90% or better. But you have to get tested. If you're over 40 or in a high-risk group, talk to your doctor and get tested. There are other things you can do. There are ways you can change your lifestyle. There are ways to change your diet. But the big thing is, catch it early. Get tested. Don't put it off with dumb excuses. For more information about prostate health, contact the National Prostate Cancer Coalition online at www.pcacoalition.org. It saved my life. It could save yours. The Hideout. Back into the hideout, Row Radio 104.1. It's El Jafe and J Dubs on a Monday night. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Uh, we were just this hour, and uh, we were talking about a, a mentor of ours and a co worker up in D.C., Don Geronimo, who, uh, who lost his wife, Fried, in a car accident. And crystallize this a bit if you could jonathan who is one of our friday night open door policy buddies we actually got to know him in dc through ron and fez and you grew up listening to don and mike and he was there's one thing in particular about the relationship that you wanted to stress 
as long as I've been listening to him, you could always tell that his family was absolutely the center of his life. I mean, he brought everything that was his private life onto the air anyway. Right. And listening to him, you almost think that he sets a perfect example of how to love your family and let them know that you love them. And that's and that's so. why, too, so many people, even you got people here who listened and haven't listened for a while, and they heard just mm-hmm. because it was such a staple of the show. Another former uh, co-worker of Don's, I guess, is listening and called us. And uh, suggested waiting, uh, you know, before calling him or anything. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's you know that's one of those grieving things too. And you you know I've, I've got Don's info and and but you you just you just kind of want to wait. You Can know, I give people yeah, their not, space. It's too fresh at the moment. Absolutely, you just yeah. wait and maybe you know send off the uh, you know send off a, you know a card. Can I or, have his uh, cell phone number? No, you can't. How about email? Stop being creepy. You just mailing address. You just can't stop being creepy, can you? Um, send it to the station. Let's see here. I. What about this? Chunks brings up a point. Would you wanna? Would you want your? If you had to choose, would you rather? And it's not like you particularly have a choice. But let's just say, what would be easier? Losing someone quickly, or like a disease, like with your grandfather Dubs, who you know recently passed, who you knew he was going, and it took years. I find the disease easier. Because you could say goodbye? Yeah. I mean, you. everybody's expecting it. Everybody has time to cope with it before it actually happens. And when it actually happens, it tends to be more of a relief to everybody, you know, to the person who uh, passes and to the family. I, um, I agree. It tends to be the easier way to handle it. If it's the better way to go, I don't know. I don't know if it's the better way to die. You know, selfishly, you though, at least you get to say goodbye and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, speaking of selfishly, you know, even Putin brings up a good point that sometimes it's a burden on the family, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because your mom and everybody had to move in and take care of your grandpa. In yeah, last and take years. weeks off uh, just taking care of him because he couldn't get around himself. Right. Like, you know, in, and then you sit here and, and thinking something like this. I should call my I should have called my dad today. Because again, this is something that makes you take take stock in your own life or take inventory. Uh, we were having a little bit of a feud with one of our former coworkers from JFK, Bad Monkey. Something like this happens. We were yelling at each other on the phone yesterday, and then he sends me an email today, and he's just like, "Wow, why are we being so silly?" You know, because he too with this affected him, you know affected him too, and he's just like, "Why? That's just, I'm sorry," and I'm like, "I'm sorry too," and blah blah blah. But then, so I'm thinking, hey, maybe I'll just wait to the end of the month and talk to my dad, and we'll just have the real good conversation. Sometimes you never know. You don't even have a month either. Oh boy. But I don't want to have that conversation. I want you to do it next commercial break. (laughs) I want to hear you have the conversation. I want, I want the results. It's your homework assignment. Except for you have to do it during commercial breaks. You don't get to take it home. No, I don't want homework from you. You have to. It's due at eight. Who are you to hand out homework? You can barely read. I'm Professor Dubs. Oh, boy. Ugh. No, thank you. It's funny. I've actually had something sort of, not awful, but bad happen to me recently, and I've actually become a lot closer to um, my uh, both my parents. Because of it? Yeah, I actually, like, talked to them, and they would even call me and, like, just sort of check in and see how I was doing and everything. And, uh, like, I had, a, like, a couple really long conversations with my dad, and usually any time he calls on the phone, if I do answer, I'm like, Oh, I gotta go now. Uh, something's going on. I'll talk to you later. 
I so, can't wait to get off the phone with him. Right. So, and that's, I guess, what family's there for. Anyway, I thank you for uh, your indulgence. Thank you for the advice. And thank you for being there for listening to us. Because I'm not kidding you. Uh, we have been a sad sack of people walking around this building today uh, ever since we found out. It's been really, and we just needed to get it out there. That way you kind of know where we're coming from, and you know we'll try to do the rest of the show and have, you know, have some fun and that kind of stuff. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one on your singular wireless phones. Daniel, you're in the hideout on World Radio. How we doing today, Dubs? What's up? Um, just wanted to call. I know you guys about twenty minutes ago. You, uh, I guess, uh, the other one had mentioned about knowing whether it's worth the wait or worth the while of going through the pain. I just broke up with my girlfriend yesterday after about three or four years. I'm 23. Right. And I figure at my age, I'm, I'm a pretty mature dude. Uh, I guess the thing of it is, is I'm a Gemini, and I do, I guess I would say I have two or three different personalities at times, but there's times where, okay, do I want to be with someone, or do I want to do this or do that? Yeah, I think I was talking about do, uh, certain people look at this and they say, hey, uh, I don't want to be close to people. All you do is end up getting hurt. Other people or hey, I want the experience. I want to go out and experience life and gather as many experiences as I can. Both right. suck. Right. That's right, and that's that's the thing with me. It's like I was there three or four years, and I mean, I don't regret anything whatsoever. I uh, still love her, still care about her, and especially with uh, you know your friends, Don, 25 years, um, and he probably seems, you know, like in everyday life, probably one out of every 10 normal people who really care and really have feelings and care about their family and will do anything for anyone else. And uh, the thing that I'm confused with is, uh, you know, like I said, whether I really want someone and to treat her like a queen or you know, maybe go out to the strip clubs and maybe have those memories to fall back on. No, you know, and uh, thank you, Daniel. I um, I'm telling. That's actually that kind of thinking in life is what has gotten me like a lot. As far as again, like you said, it was kind of secondhand what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, but it still makes you think. Yeah. And to me, this is more of a man. I want to get out there and I want to experience. I want to meet people. I want to do things. I want to, you know, take those three or four years that you were with that chick and really, you know, look back on the fond memories. You know, sure, you learn from the pain. And then, you know, you move on and you apply that to the next relationship. But in the meantime, maybe you hit up the clubs or whatever. But I think it's better to go out and do this stuff. That's maybe just me as opposed to being a shut-in, you know, and being afraid of being hurt. Don't knock till you try it. What, being afraid to be hurt? Yes. I don't. I just don't want to live like that because to me it almost feels like you're not living. If you're living not to get hurt. Life is too hard when you have people to care about. Yeah. That's so true too, man. God damn, that's so true. I, I said, I tell people like, after my dog, I don't know if I'm ever going to have another dog again. Just because it's just a dog and I still like freak out if she like limps or well, something. Me and, I'm happy, me and you were talking about this even yesterday. I mean, without the drama, you know, what is, you know, what does it matter? You know, you have to have the drama. You have to have some sort of drama. No. So. No. That's part of life. That, no. That's actually. If you don't have it, it's not life, you know? That's, that's why you vicated it. True. <laughs> you know what? That's you create a, your own drama. That's something I didn't even get into that I wanted to. 
Vicodin? No. Oh. <laughs> but how do you begin to get over... Where's my bag? The Just like the mental thoughts, you know? That's why you need to go out and be around people. You think? You know, I've been calling you a lot more than I ever have the in the past month or two. Yeah, please stop. I have. Since you said something on the air about, I'm not taking anyone's call anymore. Oh, come on. I'm always there for you. Mm-hmm. Sure. I really wish you'd talk about it on the show. Tonight, maybe? Tonight, does Tommy Bateman spill the beans? <laughs> if you want. There's other things going on that I didn't Damn. I want you to spill the beans. <laughs> That's a shock. Are you coming out? I'm shocked. No, he's not coming out. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, Jonathan. <laughs> I, I, That's what they're calling these days, spilling the beans. Ugh. Ugh. Ow. On my back. Uh, all right, you know what? Tommy Bateman tells all. I want to help you, Tommy. I've changed my mind. This is making me nervous now. And I want the listeners to help you. Because I'm because you know no. you, yes no. because so many of them can identify with you and you have no idea how helpful and therapeutic it's going to be. You're going to wish you had done this since the beginning. One final phone call on the um on the death subject, then we'll move on. We'll do whose weekend was it. We'll give away some prizes. We'll lighten it up a little bit, and then we'll solve Tommy Bateman's issues. Terry, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Terry? Yeah, you know, I uh, I know the feeling you're going through because when my dad died, I. I cried and cried and cried to where now someone dies, even if they're close to me, I can't even cry anymore. It's just because you, you already had that such extreme loss, or you feel tapped, like emotionally drained? No, I think it's because I had that loss. It, it's something that, that I don't believe that we were meant to deal with. Oh, as far as loss goes? You know, it's... It fit, it's weird when it physically hurts, when it's something mental like that, and how you, physically your body just says, enough. I can't deal with this. I really thought today I was going to throw up. Oh, I don't blame you. I, don't I, I would, too. That's a good friend, and that's a, a mentor. I mean, you know, it's a, my dad was the same way, but they were good people. Yeah, exactly, and you, you just literally... Bad people, we don't remorse over, but good people, we can't understand that. Yeah, no, that's true. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Terry. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back. Let's uh, let's lighten it up. Thank you again for your uh, for your advice and you know listening to us. Let's give away some prizes. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one on your singular wireless phones. Jonathan, you can be the first contestant. And whose weekend was it? Uh, we got some great stuff to give away. The uh, gift certificates to the Kerr's Wing House, twenty dollars gift certificate to Adobe Gila's, uh, Crystal Burgers, um, car washes. Some uh, screenings of the band, those bears. A lot of prizes. Whose weekend was it? Next in the hideout, Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout, Row Radio 104.1, Hefe and Dubs. Time to give away some prizes. 407 916 1041, star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. I think you just gave out the uh, phone number to the sister station. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Good job. All right, let's no uh, go, go dial that number for whose weekend was it? Uh, whose weekend was it? Some amazing prizes to give away. If uh, actually, let's go ahead and do the open. Sometimes dangerous, occasionally educational, and almost always embarrassing. The following are actual events that happened to a hideout member during the weekend, and while it may be best not to relive these events for entertainment purposes, we do so anyway. So call now and play. Whose weekend was it? Again, 407-916-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. If you get the answer correct, 
You will hear this. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Incorrect it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Here is our lovely host, S, of whose weekend was it? Uh, Miss Hooch. Hooch. <laughs> hey there, Hooch. Hi. How are you? I'm wonderful. All right, first player of the night will uh, is actually in studio, our buddy Jonathan, who came in and wanted to uh, hang out for a little while. All right, so Jonathan, whose weekend was it? Here's Hooch. Over the weekend, this hideout member fell in love with a new show. Fell in love with a new show. Hefe Dubs, Bayman, or Chunks, Jonathan, who is it? Take a look around this room. Who watches the most TV? I'm going to go with Chunks on that one. He seems like the couch potato type. Huh. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. That was actually J-Dubs. I haven't had yes. cable in three years. <laughs> <laughs> and I fell in love with Hogan Knows Best. The new uh, reality show surrounded by the uh, Hulk Hogan family. Don't you have a clip of it we're going to play later on? Yeah, I have a clip of uh, Hogan talking to uh, a guy that's going out with his daughter on a date and kind of giving him the uh, the questions on and the ground rules on taking his daughter out for a date. All right, I got a story about that. I don't know if I've related yet. All right, Jonathan, most people get two chances. You only got one. Sorry. Uh, now to the uh, people online who want to play. Here is Tommy. Tommy, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. You ready? Hey. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here's Hooch. Hooch. Over the weekend, this hideout member failed at grocery shopping. Who failed at grocery shopping? Keyword, failed. Failed. Chunks. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Congratulations. You're a winner. Hold on a second. How do you fail at grocery shopping? I don't understand that he for fails a second. At, he fails at everything. How can you go there and just say, hey, I can't find any groceries? Real, real quick, what happened? Well, you know, back Too home. many produce. Back home, I was a convenience store type guy. If I needed something, I'd go to a convenience store. But I figured this weekend, I'm going to be a little responsible and try and get stuff I need for the house. But ended up just walking around in circles, getting Cocoa pissed pebbles, off. Cocoa pebbles, fruity pebbles, me don't know. Yeah, well, basically. So I just walked around, got pissed off, and then just got a 12-pack of Diet Coke and left. <laughs> well, congr- Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, oh, God. Um, Unfrozen caveman producer trying to figure out how to open a can. It's got to be amazing to be a failure at everything, including shopping. I hate shopping. <laughs> I hate it more than anything in the world. It's not tough. You say, hey, I need this. I'm going to pick it up and exchange money for it. Yeah, but, you know, I couldn't think of what products I needed. I was All like, right. I know I need soap? something to clean, clean the sink. soap, a toothbrush, toothpaste, that kind of stuff? How about a gun? Just something. You don't see where I'm coming from? They got, like, the scrubbing bubbles, but you can also get the one with bleach and then right, without. All right, do you hear? And this is one of our producers. And he can't figure out how to go grocery shopping. We're in so much trouble. He's right. good at leaving chili, old chili laying around the uh, house. Uh, Brian, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. You ready to play? Yes, sir. All right, here's a hooch. Over the weekend, this hideout member got caught in a hurricane feeder ban while at Bush Gardens. Who got caught in a feeder ban? Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Uh, Hefe. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Nice, congratulations. Hold on, I went to um, Bush Gardens over the weekend with some friends, and it was great because nobody else... It was perfect timing. Nobody was there. Uh, got on all the rides very, very quickly. Got Wrote everything twice, essentially. The feeder band hits about 2, 3 o'clock, and uh, it was perfect. It was already done. So we were able to head back. It was absolutely uh, uh, perfect timing. It was, it was good fun, too. 407 star one zero four one. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. <laughs> Tommy, 
<laughs> FA and Dubs. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. For some reason, this is just a great song, though. What? <laughs> Come on. You, you don't find this catchy? I'm going to go take some vitamin C in my prayers and go pump some iron. I didn't. I didn't really watch. And oil up. I didn't watch a lot of wrestling, so this song doesn't mean as much to me. Honestly, yeah. when I when I hear it, I think the weather. I thought the weather was gonna get done. Hello. I thought Missy was gonna start doing the weather. Jeez. The best thing about this was like <laughs> back in like the early '90s, late '80s. Whenever this song played, the whole crowd would just get up and go crazy. This guy was a rock star. Man, I I you never see people go more crazy than for Hulk Hogan. The yeah, the guy being Hulk Hogan. Now he has a new reality show. Yeah, Hogan knows best. And so essentially, it's like a an Osborne's. Yeah, but with Hulk Hogan. And um, this whole uh, first episode was about his 16-year-old daughter going on a date with a uh, 22-year-old guy, and he doesn't. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, he doesn't uh, like the idea at all. And they're insisting it's not a date. They're just going to Bush Gardens to hang out. The one, the one I was just at? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Now, all right, two things before we even play the clip. One, your daughter's 16. Yeah. She going out with a 22-year-old dude? Would you allow her? No. Not in, a, not in 100 years. I don't think so either. Because you know what that 20... First of all, what's, what's wrong with that 22-year-old? How creepy is he? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I guess uh, Hulk's 14-year-old son was hanging out with this guy before, and this all happened uh, like uh, over the course of the show. They explained all this, and uh, I guess the uh, the 22-year-old took Hulk's 14-year-old son to a gay nude beach. What? <laughs> so, I mean, this guy's already shady, and uh, one one measure that Hulk did take to uh, make sure his daughter was safe, he put a uh, tracking unit on his daughter's car and they just sat there tracking it calling her every hour to make sure they were doing what they were supposed to be doing did you ever have like a rule i guess maybe i guess you don't you didn't have a rule as like you would date only within a certain age no range. i never had uh any kind of rule some, like some of the chicks that i knew growing up growing up in high school like their parents would have a plus Plus or minus two rule. Yeah, I I know that rule's pretty is that well in effect. I that's that's how it was at my school with a lot of girls. Is that standard? Yeah, um, maybe three years because I know a lot of freshman girls dated senior guys. Really? Yeah. All right, we got Drew who's here, one of our friends. Did you ever have any rules growing up uh, when you were uh, coming up in age and stuff? No, I didn't have many rules at all. All right, that makes a lot of sense, considering you're a dancer. <laughs> hey. Oh, was I not supposed to say that? It's all right. My mother was a go-go dancer, so. Okay, yeah, and it's fine, you know. But um, I was just, hey, that makes a little bit more sense now that I think about it. <laughs> 407-916-1041-888-978-1041-STAR-1041 on your single wireless phones. Because I got to tell you, my daughter will have a, uh, I think, plus or minus two rule if I have a daughter. I think that that's pretty much the easy way to go. Probably it's. I think plus or minus two isn't bad. Yeah. Now what's the now what's the youngest? Would you date someone six years young, younger than you? Six years younger? Given no. I well maybe at my age now, but when I was 22, I'd never go 16. Okay, you're 24 now. Yeah, but would you date an 18 year old? 19 maybe. Yes. Really? Oh wait, I have. Oh. Not that long ago. Because <laughs> uh, I'm 27 now. I think 21 wouldn't be bad for you. No. 
trust me, no. No, thank you. I'm 21-year-old chicks. They're awful. They're the worst thing on the planet. Because they're just now starting a party. They're just discovering, like, legally. So every night's about getting drunk with a 21-year-old chick. Mm-hmm. It's just awful. I would have to say, lowest I'd probably go, 23. 23? Yeah, because then maybe if they haven't gone to college, they've at least gotten a lo- enough life experience and not all about going out and boozing. And they probably still have a really nice, hot, tight body. Yeah, 20-year-olds, definitely. No, not 20, 23. 20. Well, that's you then. I'm not interested. Now, would you, uh, is the highest you'd go, the the complete flip of that, 32? No, I'd go up to like 45. What? Yeah. Date? Yeah. We're going to talk about banging. We're, just t- we're saying dating, taking her around. I'd love to have a middle-aged chick. Are you kidding me? A lot of my fantasies lately have been about middle-aged chicks. I'm not a middle-aged chick. No, not about you. Oh. But like middle-aged... That's shocking. Here's the thing about a middle-aged chick that I think. Um, she could take care of you. You have a mommy complex, don't you? No, I just want someone to take care of me. Exactly. I don't think it's a mommy complex. I'd like for you to take care of me at some point. Ugh. No. Not... Mo. These hands are not made for that. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you maybe to clean my car. When a dude says, hey, I want you to take care of me, there's only one thing on my mind. But yeah, and then she's probably got some money from a previous divorce. What? And so I don't have to worry about working. My ideal thing would be like a 34-year-old divorced hot chick. None. No children. What if she has one kid that's almost uh, out of the house? No, I can't do that. No, no, no chicks. Uh, no, uh... No chicks? No. <laughs> no children. No children. What if she was middle-aged and had a hot daughter? Then we could double date. <laughs> Damn, that's an interesting one. At that point, I would be maybe be a little bit torn. Ew. No, not like that. All right, Snowman says, in ancient China, rule says you can date a chick who's half your age plus seven years. Okay, so I'm 27 now. That would be 13 and a half. That would be 20 plus seven. What did I tell you? Yeah, you know, all right, maybe that's not so bad then. 20. But they're just, they're that young. There's too much going on there. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Mike, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. What's up, Mike? There's no rules in Orlando. When you learn how to do it, you get your thing done and get your own. I don't even know what that means. Classic. But thank you. I right think I'll live by those rules. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what he was talking about, but okay, fair I enough. No rules. I can handle that. Dick Tracy, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Hey, man, when I was 18, I uh, I was dating a 25-year-old who had just recently graduated from the University of Florida. and It sucks, man, because they're like all professionally career-minded and crap like that. It's hard, to, it's hard to get the tang and stuff like that, man. It sucks. Um, and you aren't? I can't believe that. It's hard to get the tang. I think I had class with that guy. I actually understand what he's saying, yeah. though, oddly enough. Because if you're 18, you're just worried about hitting. You know, you don't worry about too much. Else. And actually, if you're a dude, that's really all you're really worried about. But, yeah, if she's, like, 25 or something, she's looking for, like, an actual relationship. You, in the mean hand, are just looking to get it get it wet. Yeah. All right, we never even played the clip. No, we haven't. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with this Hogan clip. 
Um, 22-year-old dude taking out a 16-year-old daughter in the ground rules that he lays down. Uh, it's next to the hideout, Rogue Radio 104.1. TV show now? On top of his album, Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band. Alright, welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Dubs fell in love with a new show over the weekend and he brought in a clip that we just have to listen to. For some reason, every time I uh, every time Hulk Hogan does something, it turns to gold for me. I love it. I cannot get enough of Hulk Hogan, even though I hate him in the ring. He's like the worst wrestler to watch. It's just so slow and predictable. Right. But everything he does turns to gold. He has something about him. For you. Yeah. Me, I don't care. Well, this show I think you could get into. Uh, what we're going to listen to is Hulk Hogan talking to this 22-year-old boy who's about to take uh, Hulk's daughter out on a uh, date. And he actually had to sit around and wait before he would talk to him because he was watching wrestling at the time. <laughs> Can't oh. talk to him now. Wrestling's on. Oh, God. All right. So they finally start talking, and uh, this is how it goes. You know, it's borderline. An adult, you know, taking out a minor that might fall into that uncharted territory of not legal. I'm not sure what the, the laws are. Luckily, none of those laws apply to going out. Those are only applicable for, you know, sex. Brooke's not sexually active. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 19 years old. I... Yeah, so basically you are sexually active. I mean, I don't see how any of this pertains to Brooke either. Well, I didn't say it pertained to Brooke. I was just talking to you. Oh, you were curious about my sex life? Yeah, kind of. You know. oh, okay. Okay. Have you had, like, an AIDS test? Have I had an AIDS test? Yeah. Uh, yeah. N- negative. <laughs> Whose car are you going in? We're going to take the Blue Beast out there. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh? I think it would be a lot better if um, we go ahead and take Brooke's car, whether she drives or you drive. All right. Either way. Well, just as long as we're on the same page. Yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're hanging out in the same arena. And it's your arena. <laughs> wow. If you give my daughter HIV, I'll put you on the mat one, two, three, brother. All right, that was a clip from Hogan's new uh, television show. What's it on, VH1? Yes, on VH1. Hogan Knows Best? Yeah, it's the best show out right now. I love it. It's so uncomfortable. All right, now here's the thing. Is Is there anything more uncomfortable than meeting the dad for the first time? Yeah, that's one of the worst things you ever have to do, especially before you take the girl out. I mean, if you're dating the girl for, like, a few weeks and you think, okay, this is going well, then it's all right. But if you don't even know if it's going to work out with this chick, why do you want to meet the parent? Uh, 407-916-1041, star one zero four one on your single wireless phones. Did I tell you about my experience that's similar to this? I uh, was dating a chick in high school, and I... I don't know if it was our first date or our second date or something, and I go over to pick her up, and the dad greets me at the door, and he's just like this big Latin dude, and I'm like, oh boy, uh, and he's like, I'd like to talk to you, blah blah blah, and I understand, it's very, you know, you want to be respectful and you want to chat it up, and I'm sure he just wants to get to know who's taking his daughter out, but as soon as I walk in, he shuts the door, and there's a shotgun 
right behind the door. And he makes it very obvious the shotgun's right behind the door. And I'm like, oh, come on. You know, I didn't say anything, but I'm like, ooh, all right. So then he sits me down and he goes, here's what I'd like for you to do. I have this Sharpie. And I have this shotgun bullet. I'd like you to write your name and your phone number on this bullet. And so I'm looking over at this chick, and I'm thinking, is this worth it? She looked like Tiffany Amber Thiessen, but with like a big J-Lo booty. So, yes, it was worth it. I'm like, okay, well, fair enough. So I sign the bullet, and I write a phone number on it. I don't know why, like, if you sign it and everything, it's like you're uh, signing a contract for him to kill you if you do anything. I mean, it's not, it doesn't make it any more legal. And well, I mean, and, I don't, and, he, and at that point, I don't even understand what, what that's for. Is that's, it for just, that's for uh, just kicks. Because I don't even think it's for intimidation, because I knew he wasn't going to shoot me. I think uh, he's just showing to all of his friends when he gets drunk, I actually got this kid to sign this. It's hilarious. Look at this dumbass. Look what he did. Did, had, you, did you suck up at all? Of course no. I did. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I have this whole thing about parents liking me. So, you know, I, I want everybody's parents to like me. So I definitely did suck up, and I was like Ward Cleaver. Or what, who's the who, Eddie Haskell? Yeah. The Cleavers. What? Let me just play you like a quick like two-second clip of this kid sucking up the Hulk Hogan. Okay. You sure those guns didn't get bigger since the last time I was here? <laughs> They're about the same size. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those guns, man. Wow, good. You've been working out? <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. And he was hanging out with one of the nasty boys, too, when they were working out. Really? Yeah, which is right, what funny an, as hell. What an odd world yeah. that they live in. Meanwhile, it's like a 50-year-old guy with a replaced hip who's going to beat this kid up. Yeah. Right. I'm sure he just run, and he's going to be able to outrun Hogan. Go for a swift jog. It's ridiculous. And then you have knobs and sags on your ass trying to beat your ass, so you can't really win anywhere. Yeah, they're not going to run anywhere. What are those wrestling terms? Two fat asses. I... It's the Nasty Boys. I didn't know. And then you get the Bushwhackers coming at you in one end. I'm sorry, I grew up reading books, not watching wrestling. And Jim Nanville Nightheart. Who? Never heard of him. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back. Now, two things I want to cover. And I don't know which direction I want to go in yet. Jonathan and Drew are here, our friends. And they have a story um, about girls attacking Jonathan in a bathroom. He t- he said he almost got raped by two chicks. Oh, no, not almost. <laughs> okay, that I'm very intrigued by. On the other hand, we have uh, Shannon Burke show intern White Boy here. What's up? Because Chunks did something very, very awful to White Boy. Not not rape though. Not they're not really they're not related. They're very, they run very parallel. So one of those two stories coming up next. I'll decide which one uh, after I talk it over with Dubs. Next in the hideout, we're Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. I'm El Hafe, and that is J Dubs. 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Uh, white Boy, intern for the Shannon Burke Show, hanging out. Um, all right, what happened? There's a little little beef right now. Chunks, maybe you want to grab a microphone since it involves you. All right, uh, what was it? Well, that's Thursday. You know, Shannon, nice as he is, buys lunch for you know, the whole... The whole crew. Um, 
And they get a mix up in the order and they bring a sandwich late. Nobody wants it. So yeah, it's cool, man. I'll eat it for dinner. Uh, I go do some stuff for the show. Leave, leave, leave the stuff in the office. Um, I go back to grab my, uh, grab my dinner to leave. I look down the bag, you know, like nothing but a pickle and a bag of chips. So uh, the sandwich was gone out of the bag that you were going to take home for dinner that uh, Shannon Burke bought for you. Yeah, sandwich is gone. I'm walking out, and then you know, Hefe proceeds to you know just you know drill chunks with questions and about not uh. So chunks, were you the one who ate this? Possibly. Yes or no? I, I think I don't recall the exact sandwich. I ate a lot of sandwiches. Um, could have been that one. What did you eat that day? Do you remember what sandwich it was? Yeah. What, what what kind of a sandwich did you eat that day? Um, it was a uh, I forgot gyro. I want to say no, it wasn't. Hmm. What no. was it, white boy? It was a yeah, it was a Reuben. Oh yeah yeah yeah, nice, Reuben. nice tasty Reuben. That's and, right. I had the sauerkraut. Now I remember. And I also remember you asking whose sandwich is this, and I think I said it belonged to the Shannon Burke show, and you ate it anyway. And you said they won't mind. Well, I figured everyone had left, you know, and it was just kind of sitting there. All right, so let me let me let me see if I have this correct. You ate the sandwich of an intern from another show. Uh, I, I, you make it sound awful when you put it like that. I didn't know that. Put it like what? It's as what, plain as it gets. When I say the truth? No, I mean there was a sandwich sitting there, and you you know it was a long time after the Burke show had ended. And I told you it belonged to the Burke show. No, well, yeah, you know, it didn't belong to anyone in the room, you know? Okay, if, if food's it, left so here all the time for if, hours, it's a point. It's pointless to let it waste. It belonged to someone who was outside of the room doing work for another show. Yeah, well, I didn't know he was outside of the room, or else I wouldn't have uh, done that to him. All right, let me ask you, because this happened once before when my cousin Peanut was in town. I bought her some uh, sushi. Yeah. Oh, Tommy. Stop. So hot. And... You ended up eating her food yeah, because it was just sitting in the office. That was miscommunication. <laughs> How? You ate four orders of sushi. I, I didn't think she liked the sushi. Okay, so you anything that's left in the office, you will eat. Well, yeah. Are you the type of person, if you see something in uh, the refrigerator over there and it doesn't have a name on it, it's yours? No, I won't do that because you you could probably get in a lot of trouble for that. There's cameras. All right, hold on a second. <laughs> right there. <laughs> but oh. if there wasn't cameras, you'd be all over that food. And maybe, maybe, if people weren't walking around and stuff, too. Do we need to install cameras in the office that we share with the Shannon Burke Show and the Monsters so that you're not eating everybody else's food? I was very hungry. Tommy, you say this happens at the apartment, too, right? Yeah. Someone ate all my donuts and then uh, ate my Pringles, too. That was Matt Albert. I did eat the Pringles. <laughs> but I thought they were Matt Albert's. He had Pringles on the train, and uh, he left his can there, but I guess, of course, he ate the can, and I ate Tommy's by accident. So oh. You ate Tommy's can? Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Why don't you say that? Say Ad what? Admit to what you did. I ate Tommy's can. One more time? I ate Tommy's can. It's not working. Isolate. I'm serious, it's not. What? Yeah. You have to go back on the archiver and get it then. Hmm. I want it during the next commercial break. All right, 407 What's an appropriate punishment? I think at least he buys them one sandwich a day for a whole week. I told him I felt bad. I said, I'll get you some drinks, man. But he's just like, whatever, dude. 
White boy, what would you like to see happen to Chomps? <laughs> That's fine. Sandwich drinks. Drinks works fine. Uh, you know what? Drinks, sandwich. You know what else could work, too? This is me. Since he loves eating things that are in that office, maybe we go into the office, take a quick look around, and see if there's anything in there, anything else he'd like to eat. I might oh, accidentally... Give me a uh, time during this break. I'll go take a deuce in there, and we'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll have me something oh, out of there. Trust me, there's probably things way worse I in might, there. I might accidentally have some of those Fritos that were in there, too. Whose Fritos were there? I don't know. There's a bag of Fritos laying in don't there. Don't touch food in there. Unless you buy, unless you, I, I want to see a receipt for everything you eat when you're around here from now on. Uh-huh. Just to make sure you paid for it. Mm. Alright, Ozzy says there's only one real appropriate punishment. Get a bunch of sandwiches and make him eat them until he vomits or dies. It's <laughs> the only way he'll learn. Why? How's dying gonna make me learn anything? You won't do it again. But I won't learn. I can't learn at that point. Cause you know. Why do, you, why do we need to teach you lessons anyway? Hold on How old are you? Do you have a pair of your used panties? You keep them in that office, don't you? Uh, no. Actually, they're not in there. They got uh, kind of... Maybe somebody took them at the uh, last live broadcast. Seriously. <laughs> Someone took your panties? Yes, they took all of... All of my ensembles were gone. Somebody took them. Somebody stole your outfits. Yes, all of them. I don't even understand. But I don't know either. I didn't but... see that many heavy set ladies there that would need... Uh... Yeah, well, yeah. if you notice, the clothes are a little tight on me. Our listeners are hot, so I don't even know that they'd fit them. All right, let's do this then. I think we should take a break and come back. Then we go rummage through the office. How about this? Each and every one of us goes into the office. We find one thing that we'd like to uh, have chunks eat. Come on, there's like thumbtacks and stuff in there. <laughs> I can't be eating thumbtacks. Broken no, glass? No, that's funny. You can't eat broken glass. Sure you can. Here's the thing, though. We give you a condiment to uh, wash it down with. What kind of condiment? I think the insanity sauce. Is <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I don't want to punish you. But you never learn. You're eating the food of interns, people who work for free. Yeah, these people don't make any money, and you're eating their food. On another show. I thought he was gone. <laughs> that doesn't make it any better. The food would go bad. You who can't cares? leave the Reuben out like that. It's a shame to let that food go to waste. It is. You ate it because you thought it was Reuben stuttered. <laughs> you're in the overweight black men. Fonzie, you're in the high down of Rogue Radio. Hey, why don't you make Chunks eat a dog food sandwich, something that's nice and you can spread it out down there. It looks like chopped liver. looks like pate. doesn't smell like it, and it sure as hell doesn't taste like it. A dog? So have, yeah, have him eat one of those. Not the chunky stuff, the ones that you can spread out. All right, now here's the only thing, though. He has eaten cat food before. And just, dog food. Just because he was hungry. Yeah, I didn't mind that so much. I really don't think we should give him food. I think bodily fluids. <laughs> That's disgusting. I don't think you should give me food either. I'm really not feeling well right now. So. Oh, God, no more. Well, no, not like that, but I mean my stomach kind of hurt. I'm thinking like glass, tacks. You can't eat that stuff, man. That will cut your insides out. Panties. You're eating something out of that office, and that's an office that three radio shows share. There has to be something disgusting in there. We're going to go in there and we're going to find it. Oh, come on. And that'll be the way you apologize to White. I apologize to him right now. Stop. <sighs> Stop yelling. That's no good. White boy, does that sound okay? Well, then, well, then we'll, can we feel like we've made up and everything's cool? Everything's perfect. 
Yeah, you don't works. get drinks now. I want to I want to thank you for understanding, white boy. It, it happens. By the way, never piss off a white man. It's not smart. Yeah. They they hold the power. They got everything. I know. Us paisan have been held down. Shut up. John, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. Hey, guys. Yo, buddy. Hey, I got a suggestion for you. Mm-hmm. Why don't you make, like, a liverwish sardine hot sauce sandwich? Now, here's the only thing, though. We've done that, too. We've done everything eating-wise to him except for on, on edibles. So I think we're going to move to those. That or how about this? You drink toilet water. I like that. We'll go with the unedibles. I'm going to look at the office. If I can't find anything in the office, someone's drinking toilet you water. You can't drink that stuff, Yes, man. you can. People pass all kinds of bad stuff. You know what I mean? They got their sicknesses and whatever's wrong with them. It all goes in there, man. You can't drink that stuff. It's not made to be drank. This isn't Waterworld. All right? You can't do that. Dogs drink it all the time. Dogs are stupid idiots. And so are you. No. I felt like a shot glass of Visine. Would that do it? Ooh. Oh, you can't oh, do that. Oh, that gives you, What's uh, wrong with you crazy diarrhea. I'm just trying to help. I like it, though. Now, we're getting a lot of ideas. Because the Shannon Burks, well, they're our buddies. Why don't we uh, buy another Reuben and have them eat it the opposite way? <laughs> a Reuben enema? Yeah. I like that. Why is it always? How, why does it always got to be gay? It's not gay. That's so gay. It's not gay it at is. all. How is that not? It doesn't. It's not supposed to go like that, stop, dude. Stop yelling. I'm just saying it's not supposed to go like that. And all the time we gotta try some with that area. Why? It doesn't go like that. All right. What does it go like that? It's like the spike strips. If you go out that way, you get poked and your tire goes flat. All right. It's not. It's not supposed to be like that. <laughs> yes. All right. We got a lot of ideas. We need more. But I'm going to go into the office and see what we can find. All right. SBK is asking me now, did he eat the Reuben in the green room or the one in the office? It was a Reuben in the office. Yeah. A full Reuben. Not even open yet. Oh, and if you did anything to SBK's food. Because mm. right now it's white boy. But if somehow SBK's food got uh, messed with, we cut off a finger. Quick break and we'll come back. Let's go find something for Chunks to eat. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. We don't need no All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Uh, 407 916 888-978-1041. All right few things going on. Right now, let's get you caught up to date. Chunks ate a Reuben that belonged to a white boy, intern for the Shannon Burke Show. And we're trying to come up with some ways to punish him. I went into the office, and I really couldn't find anything in the office for him to eat. Because this is twice now he's eaten something in that office that didn't belong to him. A uh, couple quick suggestions. Sean, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. Yeah, I think you should just give him a swirly. Right, you know, a swirly isn't awful. I I think op- open mouth swirly. Yeah, though. one where he's inhaling. Right. Bianca, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. Am I on? You're yes, on you the are. air, sweetie. All Go. right, hey, guys. Hey. My suggestion was what you ought to do is 
just have some food randomly lying around, and why don't you put some Epicac in it? That will make him puke, and I'm pretty sure after that he won't be so prone to eating just everything laying around. What the hell's the matter with you? That stuff screws up your system for, like, weeks. Well, don't eat other people's food. Dude, hey, you, you can't just put Epicac in something, you sicko. All right, that's oh. wrong don't with yell you. At her. Don't yell at her. She's a <laughs> she's a great listener. Yeah, she sounds great. Thank you. Nice uh, voice. Thank you, Bianca. I appreciate that. Oh, listen that. to you, you tard. Jesus. I say we make you eat Drano. Or antifreeze. Oh, boy. John, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. All right, guys. I got, I got two suggestions for you. Mm-hmm. All right, J-Dubs, you go to the bathroom, take care of business on a piece of bread, and make them eat it. <laughs> All right. I can dig that. Oh I, oh, I lost them. For some reason, I lost them. I don't know what happened there. No, that sounds like fun. Sounds like a treat. I think he's into that, though. I think that's one of his freaks. Like eating rose bread. Mm-hmm. Rick, you're in the hideout of Royal Radio. I'm bring right. a box of donuts. We're going to wear them around our Dugans. And at the end of the show, I'm going to eat them all, buddy. Ooh. Ooh, Dugan donuts. Wow. That is a favorite of mine. I don't know if I could wear a donut the whole show, though. How about eating pizza? Donuts too big. For me, <laughs> sadly. Well, we'll use donut holes and use them in a different way for you. No. It'd be like a rabbit. Well, can I be cool once? <laughs> oh, look at this. All right, kind of unrelated. Let's chat with him for a second, though. Or maybe he even has a suggestion. It's our buddy Porno Dan. PornoDan.com from uh, Washington, D.C. I actually have the greatest punishment ever suggested for my little buddy. What do you got? When I was in college, I was president of my fraternity and the president of the university. And I know quite a bit about uh, proper punishment for people having run many pledge classes. One of the best things you can do for somebody for punishment is anticipation of the punishment. Three weeks from this weekend, there's a big porno convention in Fort Lauderdale, which I'd love for you guys to be part of. I think Corolla should be pledged for a day. Okay, so chunks should be your... Chunks should be... The pledge of, of mine for the day. To and I'll even bring out my old fraternity jacket <laughs> from my fraternity that says Danimal on it. Let him wear it around, and you will have three weeks of thinking of proper punishment for the kid. I, I, I like the fact, now, at this porno convention, what is the porno convention? Uh, it is um, August 5th to the 7th, and it's right down the street. It's not, well, what I consider down the street from you guys. It's in Hollywood, Florida. How far is Hollywood? Does anybody here know how far Hollywood? Not that far from you guys. Okay, so it's it's worth making a trip. I mean, it's a porno yeah. convention. It's so a porno convention, and I thought about, I think you guys should probably come down anyway. Cause, I mean, I know I've invited too many things before, but at least you know we're talking within the same state now, so maybe they they have some sort of budget to get you guys a van down there or something. All right, so and then uh, Chunks goes down, and Chunks goes down, and he's a pledge of yours. He's the pledge of mine. All right, you know what? I like that. We're gonna do that anyway. <laughs> I, that, now we're, we're going to do something to him tonight, but you know what? Just for this, you got to be. I'd love for him to have to eat things at the porno convention. Well, he, we could find all sorts of wonderful things for him to do. And because you know, I've always, I've always had a soft place in my heart for chunks. Yeah. I will reward him like we always reward the pledges at the end of the time. Uh, and the porno Dan tried numerous times to get this ass laid when we were up in DC. I, you know, I'm coming out of the Sunshine State. I'm gonna, you know, I thought I was gonna be able to come down more recently. Um, unfortunately, something, you know, extenuating circumstances, I couldn't. Right. But uh, I definitely will be coming down. Uh, my good friend Sammy, for you, the girl who lives right down the street from me, she'll be there. 
uh, from SamyFew.com. She'll be there as well. A lot of other porno girls in Florida. Probably at least 150 porno girls running around. All right, so all right, we're going to we're gonna have to make this happen. Porno Dan, you got my number. We'll chat. I, I just sent you an email with the information. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna, I'll check it out. I'll have WTKS.com. Yeah, I just sent it there. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right, later, Danimal. Hey. Oh, but lost it. <laughs> Danimal. I like that, though. That's perfect for a fraternity. Are you kidding me? Danimal. 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 All right, but we need something for him to do now. You got anything, white boy? What would... uh, <clears throat> my, I have disgusting toenails. Mm-hmm. I haven't cut them month, two months, just because I'm moving and I <laughs> just busy. Of time. Yeah, yeah, I just I'm busy. And um, and I saw this, you know, bottle of uh, you know, smack my ass and call me Sally hot sauce, which is very hot. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe toenails and hot sauce. All right, so he well, Ooh, he, a little soup for him. Right, hold on a second. This is even better. He ate your Reuben sandwich. How about some toenail chips that he can yeah. dip in the hot sauce? Can we stop with the damn hot sauce, please? No. I you know stop what? Stop eating people's food and maybe we'll stop That's with the so hot sauce. Hot. Look, we just have to teach you. All right, why don't you? I like. Does this sound good to you? I like it. Toenails and hot sauce. The chunk? Like, like chips and dip. But the hideout version. Alright, let's do this. Why don't you start clipping your toenails right now? Yeah. Let me see those things. Put those. Alright, can we turn up the. Oh, wow, those oh, are long. Talons. Yeah, what's up with the talons? What's wrong with you? Uh, well, <laughs> you're catching small animals I, in fields I, I, I lost with those my things? toenail clippers, and I can't ask my new roommate. I don't even know her yet, so I'm not going to be like, can't borrow my uh, toenail clippers. All right. But, so, so White Boy's going to cut his toenails. He's going to put them on a plate for us. <laughs> I don't know if those uh, clippers can... Oh. Ooh, ouch. See, he has to like work all the way across them. That's how big they are. He can't get him with one clip. There's one, and hopefully we'll have at least... Oh, oh drop that. that thing again. Wow, that was loud. Hold on. Hold on, here. It's nasty. Whoa! What? <laughs> That's not right! That thing's heavy. That's got some weight to it. Ooh, damn. How do you feel about this, Chunks? He walked away. These these uh these toenail clippers don't even like come over like half the uh the nail here. It's ridiculous. All right. What's ridiculous? The clippers or the nails? Oh. Oh wow. He kind of has to work it across and then tear it off. <laughs> <laughs> Those are huge. I bet you can't eat just one, Chunks. <laughs> Toenail chips. I bet you we won't let you. No, yeah, no way. Because he's popping and he's not going to be able to stop. All right, well, all right, why don't you... I'll get, fin- I'll get the rest. Yeah, why don't you finish up? We'll take a break. Oh, wow. Those are nasty. 407-916-1041. star-1041 on your single wireless phones. Toenail chips and hot sauce. Next in the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Star-1041, I'm your singular wireless phone. All right, let's turn the lights up here in the hideout right now. It's F.A. and Dubs uh, with our friends Jonathan and Drew. White boy intern for the Shannon Burke Show is here. Um, Mainly to discuss the fact that Chunks... Ate a sandwich of his last week. Now and, we didn't get. And to I don't it. even understand why you would even think it was a good idea to eat that sandwich. I really don't. 
I don't know what would put that in your head. I don't know. <laughs> was the sandwich, was it a good sandwich? Yes. It was a Reuben, right? Apparently. I, I genuinely want to know, just for a second, what's going through your mind when you just see food sitting out and think, hey, I could, this should belong to me. I mean, don't you have the, you know, thought maybe even to ask whoever's in the room, hey, can I have the sandwich? Do you think anybody would care? You just ripped it open and ate it. Well, I knew it wasn't any of your guys. I saw you with your tongue all over it, munching it. Was it a good sandwich? Yeah. It's great. Definitely worth this. So now what we're going to do, why boys in here, and we obviously have to make good because, you know, Shannon Burke show, it's our buddies, and we don't want to screw them over at yeah, all. Someone from our from our show wrong to someone from their show, and it's only right that we you know, make everything right. Can I just buy him drinks? Ignore you can, what people do. You can do that after you do this. No, he's not I getting drinks I think you should. Now. No, never. He's not getting drinks now. Why not? I'm never talking to him again. Why? You he's being whiny. Why? 7-Eleven's got plenty of sandwiches. Go get one from over there. Why didn't you go get one from over there then? Because it was in front of me. I didn't have time. Oh, this is a, a Reuben. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't sell 7-Eleven Rubens. Yeah, yeah. Animal? Mm. Danimal? <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do. White Boy came up with a suggestion of he hasn't clipped his toenails in a very long time. He's clipped how many? Four or five just huge ones? I got like four pretty massive, you know, off the big toe. All right, get a picture of this, uh, Putin, if you could, for uh, RealRadio.fm. I want to see the actual, like, photos of how big. Oh, dude, there's blood on that one. I am not eating You're that. eating it. That, no, you can't do that. Yes, that's you can. That's, you why you, that's why you're going to dip it in hot no, sauce. No, that's ridiculous. I'm not eating that one. The hot sauce will kill the blood. No, you can't Stop. do that. Stop yelling. Yes, calm down. You ate someone else's food. And didn't even ask. I'm not trying to get whatever STDs he's probably got. He doesn't, have, have, he doesn't have any. You had ringworm. I don't know if that's true. It's gone now, isn't it? See? Well, almost. Still kind of itches. It's just dirt. All right, why don't you pour out the hot sauce, and I want you to get each toenail. Yeah, kind of uh, put all the toenails on one side, and then uh, put the hot sauce on the other side for him to dip it in. Like it were chips. Yeah. And I want a nice little meal here. And I want you to, uh, you're getting to eat once again here in the hideout. We're feeding you. We're feeding you for eating someone else's you're food. You're not feeding me. You guys are just torturing me and making it sick and trying to make it sound like you're nice. I'm not yelling here. Yes, you are. Calm. I wish you would have Turn yelled, your mic off. I wish you would have yelled this loud when you decided to eat someone's sandwich. Yelled, hey, is this anybody's sandwich and should I eat it? I didn't see him around. Just, I know it wasn't your guy. Just eat it. With the damn hot sauce. Stop yelling. break this damn bottle. Stop yelling. That's, that's a funny picture. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the smack my ass hot sauce. You ready? Yeah, ready. All right, why don't you get uh, get? I want to hear you eat it. So get up on a microphone. Turn the turn the mic on. Which don't one? yell into it though. Don't yell because it's too hot. Maybe if you guys didn't make me do crazy stuff. Now here's what I think you ought to do instead of eating each one individually. Maybe just grab because here's what I do whenever I'm eating chips. I don't know about you, Dubs, mm-hmm. but I'll grab a handful of chips. Yeah. And just dip them all in the hot sauce or in the bean dip or whatever it is. And then put it all in my mouth. It was like a you know a nice little party. Yeah, there's about to be a party in your mouth. Is that how you got that wonderful physique? Mm. Yeah. 
Okay, it's time for you to eat toenails, ass. Mm. Just for that. How many toenails are there? I don't know. He's probably got one from each toe. All right, so there are at least ten. Hey, you're happy with yourself, aren't you, ass? <laughs> All right, dip it into the hot sauce. <laughs> dip it in a good one. Just a nice big toenail oh. soup. I can't watch. Instead of tortilla soup, it's toenail soup. And now you're picking them all up. Let's go, Nacho Man. Put them in your mouth. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) They're actually crunching in his mouth. (laughs) What are you coughing from? Is it the toenail or the hot sauce? Toenail or hot sauce? Hey, I think there's something in your eyes. Can we go on with the show now? White boy, let me ask you, does this make it good? I'm good. As a personal apology to the Shannon Burke show and you? Very much so. Do take care of it. And he will buy you another Reuben, too. That's fine. We'll just go have, I guess, beers after the show or something. Yeah, beers on him. Beers after the show. And one Um, Reuben a day uh, for an entire week. Or maybe, you know what, just so the whole, like, maybe just maybe for the show tomorrow. Okay. Shannon right. Burks, because, you know, I, I love those guys. You know, Shannon, you know, always takes care of me with food. All right, so tomorrow, Chunks, you buy food for the entire Shannon Burke oh, show. Not <laughs> Why not? Leave me alone. After you eat their food, you aren't going to buy them more? I'm happy I'm sitting with you up. Can't breathe. Why can't you breathe? What, what do you think? You... Ah. Drew, you look disgusted. Why, why do you look disgusted? Ah. The smell is awful. It is pretty bad. It's really bad. Is it the toenails or the hot sauce? Both. It's it's the combination of the two. It's like a dirty foot with hot sauce all over it. Yeah. Which should turn Chunks on, because I know he is a foot man. Well, if you go... That's right, you have a foot I fetish. Dudes, you don't okay. like dude feet? I forgot that he had a foot fetish, so this is almost a reward. Yeah. Well, if that's the case beer, 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 beers beers in tomorrow lunch beers in tomorrow we'll forget this even happened yeah oh man i feel stupid we should this doesn't even punish you i'm sorry i guess i'm an idiot uh, my mistake chunks what how are the dude feet no hold on chunks i'd like to apologize we obviously didn't do our homework we forgot about your foot fetish so here you've gotten to enjoy the last nine minutes yeah that's our bad what did he say? Toenail went down. How is it going to be passing those things, man? The, can the stomach break up the toenail? Or? I doubt it. Oh, it won't? Oh, wow. All right, when you pass it, you have to eat it again. <laughs> and then we're all good. Why not? You can't. It's your own. You can't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, chunks, I feel like we're uh, we're all good now. Everybody's yeah. friends again. Thank you to the, I think uh, you've made amends. Thank you to the Shannon Burke show for their support and again, thank you uh for bringing this to our attention, white boy. Cuz yeah. if there's anything, we don't want to be the troublemakers here at the station. We don't want to be the scavengers. How's he going to let it go? Uh, yeah, well, you know, yeah. these things happen. Uh, it's going to be a big baby about it. <laughs> Happy? Why, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> a little fun with it, at least. I mean, whining. <laughs> All right, let's take... I... There's so much I want to talk about. 
I really want to get to Tommy Bateman. Tommy Bateman has been in a mood for about three months. And he is now finally going to share why he's been in the funk. And really, I can't wait. And I, I really genuinely believe that you can help him. All right, I'm just now smelling that. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, you're right. That is that is harsh. That is, ooh, they, <coughs> damn. All right, so we'll take a break and we'll come back. Why has Tommy been a sad sack for the last three months? And what can we do to help? Hasn't been three months. Next in the hideout, Row Radio 104.1. This is a really depressing song if you think about it. No, never. Welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I find it uplifting. This song, it's just about a, an attention whore. Really when it comes down to it. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's who we are. <laughs> killing me. All right. For the last month... I say three, but he insists it's only been a month. Our producer, Tommy Bateman, has been heartbroken. In a funk. A major. He really hasn't found his groove yet here in Central Florida. All of us are still kind of, you know, getting used to the surroundings. Getting to, There's a lot of stuff to get used to whenever you move to a new place, and especially when you're performing in a, you know, a radio program. But Tommy Bateman went through something. Let's see. You you could stop me, but I'm gonna set it up for you. Okay. Go ahead. Get you started. Get the ball rolling. Tommy Bateman is a poon hound. Yeah. And he's not really one for relationships. Earlier in the show, you heard us talking about some people just don't like others to get close to them because it ends up leading to hurt a lot of times. Yeah. You know? So he went through a relationship way back. It was awful. Oh, it was great, but then they broke up, blah, blah, blah. And um, it was hard for him to get over it. Right, 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 right. And so he just went out and did a lot of banging. <laughs> yeah, he just rocked a bunch of chicks' worlds. But didn't care. Walked them walking uh, sideways. Didn't really care about them. No. Well, then he finds a new chick. Blonde. Very hot. It reminded me a little bit of like a Scarlett Johansson type. I think that'd be good. We'll call her Scarlet, okay? So she and Scar, or Bateman and Scarlet, end up really like hitting it off. Yeah, big time. And Bateman finally finds true love again. How long? How long were you guys together? Ten months. Which is a long time for you being a poonhound. Sure. That's a long time. Yeah. What? How do you prefer your women? In terms of what? You like them, like, successful and driven? You like them stupid? Uh, yeah, someone smart, someone who has a career. Self-sufficient? Like, yeah, someone who, like, or at least leading to a career. Not like, oh, I'm going to go work at the uh, grocery store. I mean, nothing wrong with that, but it's just, I like, I'm just attracted to the smarter, 
more driven girl. I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. There's nothing to me. There's nothing Not hot. Me. To me, there's nothing hotter than ambition. Ambition is very sexy until it kicks your ass. Yeah. How you like yours, Dubs? Ambi- ambition can be a pain in the ass. No, that's how I see it. That is true. But I would rather have a chick who uh, I, I need a chick I can have a conversation with. Oh yeah, I need that kind of person. But you know, I think you know if uh, she's too ambitious, she might be more ambitious to find something bigger and better than you. Hmm. Ambition drives you in more more ways than just being professional. Yeah, because you're always looking for the next hot thing. Okay, I can understand that. So what happened, Tommy? You were with Scarlett for 10 months. Everything was going great. In uh, fact, we we got the show. We were moving down here from Washington, D.C. And for a little while there, she was going to move down, too. Yes. She was going to follow you. Well, actually, when I had met her, she had talked about possibly moving to Florida at some point because the line of work she's in, there's it's huge down here. Porn? I wish. <laughs> so she was going to move down here. Yeah, it wasn't 100% definite, but it definitely looked but, that way. Because yeah, when she, I said the show's moving to Orlando, she goes, I could definitely do Orlando. And now, how did this make you feel? Yeah. Were you were you excited? Or was this, was this someone, let me ask you, was this someone you could have married? Mr. Poonhound, would you have married this girl? Yeah. Wow. Damn. That's wow. Bold. I am now in shock. You didn't know that? No. I, I, didn't, I thought so. I didn't think he was capable of marriage. He's a poonhound. I've never known him to say, hey, this is a girl I want to be with for the rest of my life. He's Tommy Bateman. Well, it's one of those things, it's like I don't let many people in, so when I do... Yeah, it has to be someone pretty damn special. Now, it ended up well, right? Uh, up until recently, yeah. What happened? Um, Is this why you're moping around constantly? I'm not moping anymore. Too much. Um, She... Took a vacation to Australia and now is moving there. So she was planning on moving to Florida, maybe. Possibly. And then she or L.A. And she had talked about Australia, but I never really took it seriously. Not really. So she takes a vacation to Australia and decides, forget Orlando. I'm going to Australia. Um. Did even she... even before that, she had a layover in L.A. and she was showing around the city. And first, it was. I'm moving to uh, L.A. in October. So do you think it's where am I now and how much I like it now with her? Um, Instead of making real plans and looking at the situation critically? I think she doesn't know what she wants and she's kind of running. She's sort of freaked out by all this. But what about you? Where are you in this? How does that make you feel when the, the chick that you say you would marry says, you know what, Tommy? I could. Yeah. So we're on our way to the Diamond Club. Me, Matt Albert, and Tommy. Tommy is driving, designated mm-hmm. driver. Can you put that song back on? So we're driving along. We're on I-4. And he's got a little mix CD. It's got like Metallica and Manson on it. And it's got this killer song. And so the killer song comes on. And as we're driving on... Uh-oh. So it com- and all of a sudden I can hear his mood change. And then he turns it up really loud. And so and Matt and I immediately know it's trouble when this song comes on. He's got kind of a look in his eye. Because he grabs a steering wheel and Tommy does this thing where he starts clenching at his jaw 
<laughs> and he's like grinding his teeth. So we're driving along I-4. With an angry Bateman. And then he turns the song up again. And this song, again, is kind of about watching the chick that you like be with another person. And you got to think, it's someone you've loved, someone you were going to marry, but if she moves to Australia or L.A., your plans are out the window. She's Well, at some point, she's going to be with another man. Yeah. It's not going to be you. You're shuddering at the thought. Yeah. Hold on. This will make you feel better. So at this point, on, on I-4... He swerves the car into the shoulder. Wow. Like he was going to kill us all. And Matt and I look at each other like, what's wrong with you? If you want to do it, go ahead, but not with us in here. Matt and I literally said, dude, we're in the car with you. Could like you... Matt would be a huge loss, please. He's one step away as it is. The only thing I was That's ha- just an extra airbag in the, the only, car for you. The only thing I was happy about was the fact that maybe he could serve as some sort of a extra... Uh, pillow or whatever. Airbag, yeah. Airbag. A 500-pound airbag. But I had fun at the strip club. No, you didn't. You sat there and looked at the floor the whole time. Oh, yeah. All right, let's take a break and come back. I want to know, you say you were, like, in this bad funk. Yeah. What have you been doing to get out of it? What does it take to forget about a chick? Um, because you said you'd you'd picked up a couple of hobbies, so maybe we'll talk yeah. about that. Maybe some ideas. Cause heartbreak, man. Oh, it's it's the worst. It's one of those things you can't hide from. Like you can surround yourself with people, but when you're going to sleep late at night and it's quiet, yeah, it all comes right, rushing back. Hold yeah. on a second. I need you to do me a favor. I want you to jot some stuff down on a piece of paper. I want you to jot down the things that go through your head <laughs> while you're falling. daggers driven down the uh, the paper while you're falling asleep. Just close your eyes for a second. Think about all the things that come rushing in your head as you're about to go to sleep. Handgun, noose, fire, anything destructive. Matt says try boxing him when he's in a funk. His arm still hurts. Just lay in there by yourself. Oops. And I, and because it doesn't seem like you're completely over, but you're just now at the point where you can talk about it. Yeah, I mean it's still fresh, but and we still, unfortunately, we still talk. Oh, you still talk? Yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed that. When I jumped on the computer, I saw Scarlet going on there, yeah. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back. And how do you get over headache? Or a heartache? Vicodin. Hmm, makes sense. Got some? It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back to the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I am El Happy. That is J Dubs. Song rocks. Our uh, our producer is finally letting us know why he is in such a funk. He was in love with a woman in Washington D.C. We moved down here. She was going to move down. Decided she was going to move to Australia instead. And he's a little heartbroken. 
or just how do you get over the heart heartache? There's been a lot of healing tonight. Yeah, definitely. Adrian, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. Yeah, I got a, a solution for you. I, I see that the uh, the strip club trip didn't really work. That's that's kind of tradition among my group of friends. We all, you know, take the guy out and say, hey, you know, we didn't like her anyway. Have a good time at the strip club. You know, that that usually works as sort of a, a re-bachelorizing type of thing. But if that doesn't really do the trick, uh, what we found also is a little beverage called Sparks. You get that, and you get yourself uh, several really uh, violent Asian films, like I would huh. recommend Ichi the Killer. Get your buddies around, get a bunch of sparks. Or how about That'll make anything hilarious. We're <laughs> talking about Asians. Uh, how about a rub and tug? Oh, yeah, how about just a nice trip to a massage parlor? Thank you, Adrian. We'll pay the 50 extra. Get yourself a happy ending. Everybody feels better. Except for the poor lady who's selling her body out. Whatever. But the hell with her. This is all about you today. Whoa, is this... Uh, we don't have to take this phone call if you don't want to. There's someone... There's someone on the 800 number. Go ahead. Are you... Who is it? Scarlett listens to the show, doesn't she? Sometimes. I think it's good for the show if we just get it out there and you guys have a conversation. You and the person you miss so All right, just get on with it. Hideout, who is this? Tommy, I miss you. I miss you ignoring me when you walk to the refrigerator. I miss you ignoring me when you walk back to your room. I miss you, I, I miss you ignoring me when you're playing with your dog right in front of me. Come is it, home. Is this Matt Albert? Yes. Oh, come home, Tommy. Is this who you miss, or is it someone else? I don't miss him at all. <laughs> come home. Matt, what observations did you have about Tommy when you were uh, staying with him? Uh, he likes he likes to sit in his room all day <laughs> and ignore whoever else is in the house. Yeah, that's healthy. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Whatever. All right, I so, would too. So it's Doesn't not make eye contact. It's not Matt then that you miss. Now, white boy, thank you, uh, Matt. Why, boy, you had an observation about the whole scenario with uh, Bateman here. Well, I, I don't really know the situation, but I just remember he, you saying uh, you still talk to her every day. Uh, in my my personal experience, that's been the worst way to get over anybody is keeping contact with them. Just because <clears throat> it's always the ones that I see every day, talk to every day, and you just never get them out of your life. Um, but if you don't talk to them, it just, it's quicker. Right? I have to say that I would agree with white boy. Yeah. And I never, I never agree with white people. That's what's odd. But usually they're very evil. Um Nothing right. evil about us. Come on. We come up with nothing but wholesome things. But I would have to say the constant contact with the ex who is driving you insane is no good. Yeah, but the thing is, is we're still like, she's still my best friend. No, she's not. Yes, she is. No, she's really not. She's the, she's the source of your pain. And until you eliminate that source of your pain, you're just not going to get over it. It's like a boil. Am I wrong or am I right? You have to pop it. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. I mean, it's not like we talk nonstop or anything. But when you talk, what do you talk about? When are we going to see each other again? Um, Actually, she's been asking me that. How much do you miss me? See, now she's starting to... It's, come around. It's been a little while, so now she's going to play the game of... She actually asked me to come up this weekend, and I said I was busy. 
And you know what you're going to think about all weekend while you're sitting uh, at home alone with your dog, ignoring no one who's there? <laughs> or if it's Chunks, you're going to be thinking, you know what, I could be in D.C. with her right now. But now I'm with no. this man-boob freak. No, I won't. What are you doing to distract yourself? How are you keeping busy? Uh, I ran that 5K, and I've never run before. I uh, so actually went started going rock climbing. So you're getting to athletic stuff. Uh, just stuff that I've always wanted to do, but I just kept putting off. Just and I'm like I'm not getting any. I'm not old, but I'm not getting any younger. I better do it while I still can. I'm looking into skydiving too. And I was going surfing, but right, hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> to me, it sounds like things. You're looking at things that could kill you. No. The 5K. I'm gonna go bungee jumping in Mexico. <laughs> He's never run before, so he's just going to pick up a 5K, maybe heart attack. Rock climbing, no. you could fall, you could die. Skydiving? I wanted to do that long before I ever met her. I don't want to do that for like 10 years. How about we just jump off the roof with umbrellas? See how that goes. You can go Mary first. Poppins. I like that. If we could set up some... Could we... If Would you go skydiving if we could set it up for you? I don't know. <laughs> that makes me nervous for some reason. Well, we're not going to try to kill you. Uh. But if this is something that could distract you from the heartache, how about another woman? That would work. I've met a few women here. Yeah, but then it's just, then you worry if they're a rebound chick. You know what I mean? Uh, I never worry about that. Doesn't matter, really. I don't no. know if that... You need one. I don't know if there are rebounds necessarily for everyone. Oh, are you kidding? It's always a rebound. Absolutely. <laughs> no. The first, I say, the first one after the relationship, I don't care if it's three years later. Is the rebound chick. Yeah. Or dude, however, whatever situation you're in. I think I... I Maybe need a rebound dude. Why don't you try that? <laughs> I'll never see gay people all upset and heartbroken. You don't? He doesn't know any. Hmm. I don't think so, no. Do you hate him? No. I do not hate gay people. Hmm. Fooled me. Chunks. Oh, look, I'm just saying. Well, what about Hooch? Hooch is a woman. So they say. What? Uh, what? That was mean. Hooch. <laughs> what about Tommy? What should he do? What's the first thing he should do? Stop talking to her. Absolutely. Girls are evil. If you keep talking to her, that'll you're in her spider web. She's gonna keep you. She's gonna keep you lingering. She's just gonna keep you around. She's gonna attack you like you're a fly. Because you know why? She knows she can have you. Prey on you. She knows she can no, have she you. If she could have me, I would have flown up to DC. She knows she could have you, and she knows you're always gonna you're gonna be the easy go to. Like Dubs and I, we have a list of topics that are easy go to. Tommy's on top of that list. <laughs> yes. You're now on the top of that list for her. Of yeah, I'm a little sad. Maybe I'll call Bateman. I haven't called her in weeks, so she always calls me. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're almost beginning to get over her, and now she's bringing you back into the. Uh, I'm not falling back for her. I think you are. No. Why? What point would that serve? She's going to Australia. Because you like to be miserable. I used to like being miserable. I got to tell you, I love being miserable. I used to. I, I don't mind being miserable. I don't like it when it's like that painful, oh, God, what am I going to do today to make this pain stop miserable? Seems kind of hot. What about? What about when you finally have sex with another chick? Do you think that would be awkward? No. Will you be thinking of her? No. Hmm. Let me ask you this. When you're alone with yourself, do you think of her? No. I do. I've thought of her a lot, actually. She was really hot. <laughs> Good. 
I'm Good thinking, for you. I'm thinking about calling her. Let me ask. If you don't go you to, call to long Australia, distance? I will. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been down under. And down under her is a place I'd like to be. Was nice. <laughs> was it great sex? Actually, yeah. Was that part of the problem? Is that why it's so hard to let go? No, I think it was just me because I'm so good. <laughs> you laugh. I'm not kidding. The things, well, I can, the things I can do. No, well, I'm imagining. I bet. I've thought about that too. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Mary, you're in the hideout on rural radio. Hey, Mary. Uh, hey, um, this is like the first time I've ever called. But um, the heartbroken guy, like, I'm watching that happen with my friends right now. And this girl keeps calling this guy who's trying to get over her, and he keeps taking her calls. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. And unfortunately, he's not listening to anybody's advice. And he's getting deeper and deeper into depression. And so, like, the best thing I can tell this guy is to not keep talking to her. I say you delete her number, you call block, you do the whole thing, you completely cut her out of your life. You delete anything about her. Exactly, and it sucks, but like that's what it takes, man. It's heartstrings, and that's going to keep happening until, you know, they're cut. All right, thank you, Mary. I appreciate the advice. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Do I not seem better? No. What? Not at all. Not at all. What are you crazy? Uh-uh. You haven't hung out with him that much. He does seem a lot better than he was. Yeah. I just told him to stop Where's calling you? me. Yeah, that was with pleasure. He'd call me, hey, dude. Well, I would have problems sometimes. I would get upset. Sorry, I didn't see this coming. I can't stop thinking about her. I'm sitting here, come on, man, Becker's on. <laughs> Can you wait a half hour? It's the one where he gets pissed at the dude. Isn't that everyone? Yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> All right, quick break. More advice for Tommy. I got some advice for you that I want to share when we get back. Look, all these people won't give you advice. Hmm. Next in the hideout. I'm fine. Please. Beat it. You're so beyond, uh, I think, even help at this point, but I want to try. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Alright, welcome back into the hideout. Real Radio 104.1, Star 104.1 on your singular wireless phone. Trying to help Tommy Bateman. He's just now, after at least a month, month to six weeks, able to talk about this heartbreak situation of his girlfriend who was going to move down with her, possibly even get married. And then she ends up moving to Australia and says no more. And he continues to talk to her. I'm fine. And he's somewhat suicidal. No, I'm not. Jeff Arena, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. Papi, Tommy, the only way to get over this girl is take me to a yacht and raw dog me, baby. <laughs> you never know. It's at least going to get your mind off. I doubt yeah. that Jeff Arena looks... Yeah, not in a good way, though. I doubt that Jeff Arena looks like a... What did I just catch? What Scarlet. did I just get? You wonder if you're going to hell. If all those Christians are right. Crazy Eyes, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. What do you got, Crazy Eyes? Hey, I just wanted to give Bateman a little advice. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems that uh, you know women find that more attractive when they're heartbroken, so it's going to be even easier. 
All right, so because I'm the, so sad now. because of the fact that he's heartbroken and he's going through this, he'll be able to find uh, at least the rebound faster. You think? Well, every relationship's a rebound. You know, and I guess you when, start another one. Yeah, I guess when you really come down to it, it, it technically is. Mhm. So Tommy, now that you have gotten this out in the open, do you think that more women are going to find you attractive or interesting? Because if nothing else, this at least says. Tommy Bateman, serial killer, woman hater, is capable of love. It's like when uh, you just find out like the robots are turning human. Yeah. You know? He has a heart. What? Well, thank you, Crazy Eyes. That's yes. actually somewhat positive. Tin Man. <laughs> Doctor Love stinks. You're in the Hideout on World Radio. Hey, Hideout. How you doing, guys? What's, What's up, up, bro? Listen, Tommy. Have you told her 100% how you feel about her? To make sure that you guys are or are not on the same page. We're not on the same page. What's the, what? You're not on the same page? She doesn't feel about you the way you feel about her, right? Uh, she does, but she has stuff that she needs to do in is her it, life Is first. it career stuff? Yeah. Is that the problem? That, and she she thinks somehow that um, moving is going to somehow solve some of her, her issues don't, that she has. Don't even worry about her. I'm talking about your love, though. Do you okay, think- then, then, then don't, don't even worry about her. Stop talking to her. Say, look, we're not on the same page. You've got things you got to deal with. i got to go on with my life. You don't need to worry about it. You know what, Dr. Love stinks? That's a pretty good point, man, because I would say this. I would say exactly what he said. We're, it's The timing is wrong. I still love you. Yeah. Maybe I'll see you on the flip side. But the time- use, that, use that phrase. I think I'm in love. I just got this email that's incredible. Yeah? Wow. Oh, forward her over here, yeah. ass. Quit being a dick. Come on now, share. Elhafawtks.com. What is it, nudies? Yes. <laughs> well, let's see them. Come on. Put them on the glass. You're getting nudies now because we're uh, talking about you and your broken heart. I'm broken hearted too, man. I'm. I'm telling you, I can't handle it anymore. I'm gonna kill myself. I need nudies. I'm over here tucking. I need something. I can't even hear anything now. Wow. I'm coming into that room. <laughs> Possibly, literally. Mm-hmm. Oh. Nick, you're in the hideout of Rural Radio. Hey, man. Uh, on. <laughs> What's up? I just want to say that don't take the calls or anything. I went through the same thing. Found another woman, and as soon as she started calling me back, I took the calls, got back, and then had to go through the whole breakup thing again, and it's just... You know, he, you know here's, and here's my point, too. Like... If, You're hanging on the heartbreak. If you were to find another chick, would you go for a differently, like like a completely different type? I'd go for just... Ch- Chunks just snuck into the other <laughs> room trying to take a look at the nudie pics. Get out of here! Jackass! Come on. Pass them on. No, are you, are, but are you going to go for someone who looks different? Um, I don't really care about looks. It's just more it's whoever I like. I do. I completely care about looks, and that's well. I mean, as long as they're attractive. I'm not gonna go out with some fat cow, like Chunks would probably go for. You know, Chunks, he can't get any. I know. Chunks would actually Fragile have to have thing. sex with a cow. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best he could do. He's on the verge, cause now. And, and cows don't even run away from him. Those things don't run away from anything. Those things are like retards. Justin, you're in the hideout on World Radio. Hey, what's going on, guys? I was just going to give him some good advice. He just needs to go out, meet a nice girl, and then take her home and do her in the poop shoot. Possibly. I don't think we could say that. 
Basically, he what would solve your problem is A N A. Click. Maddox? It wasn't Maddox. Yeah. Hmm. I'd love to. May Max would be your uh, type of dude. I'd love to hear what? what Maddox has to say about it. I don't know what he would have to say about this. He's not used to this kind of relationship. Well, maybe he so do you talk think, you into his persuasion. Do you think it'll take another chick to make you better? Um, hmm, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, like, doing bad. Dude, you're awful right now. You try I'm to smiling. Kill I'm laughing. You're Mr. Brightside. Yes, I am. I've been listening to that song a lot, and I've been actually laughing and having fun to it. <laughs> what, playing in people's blood? How do you laugh and have fun to a song? Killing cats? What are you doing? <laughs> All right, here's what I th- here's what I say we do. Uh, hey, right, Sadie, that is a good cat Sadie. to kill. Get Dubs' cat. I'd love that. Why? Let's get her on the phone. Let's get Scarlett on the phone. Let's not. I think she. I'm not supposed to be talking to her. Remember, so we probably shouldn't get her on the phone. No, you get her on the phone. No, one hold last on, conversation. Hold on, hold on. No, on the phone to say, I'm over you. You click, and then we start lining up all the other phone for you. Here's a good one. Someone says, um, you should fly your cousin back into town. I like that. Son of a bitch. We'll pass her around. Block them. Hey! What? What is that? Don't worry about that. What are you doing over there? Like, you go get some chunks? And you're so awkward. He's he's in the other, he's in the control room doing the simulated atomic dog. Slapping and everything. Shut up. You just ate toenails from another, from an intern from another show. UFO Phil? Oh, Jesus. Hi. Come on. What do you uh, have to possibly offer? I got it. I really, I, I have to, um, wait, let me start over. Come on! I have to, uh, no, I have to give Bateman an, an important message. What, what is it? All right, Bateman, is he listening? Yeah, he's listening. Yes, Phil, how are you doing? All right, Bateman, you, you've just got to forget about Scarlett. Don't get her on the phone. Does Forget it. It's good riddance. I've got some information uh, uh, about Scarlet and. What is it? Can you keep a secret? Yes, we can keep a secret. UFO thing. Scarlet is 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 completely, totally, irreversibly a bad alien, and I know this for a fact. She's a bad alien. It's true. I mean, just think about what 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 is Scarlet? It's a color. What color? It's red. What color are the bad aliens? Rodnus, Rodnus two, Rodnus four. Hello, they're red. Stop now. breathing into the phone. I'm not. I'm not. And and it's not. It's what not just. Rognus three again. Rognus Rognus two and Rognus four. Don't talk about Rognus three. He's he's not with us. Just don't just forget about that. I'm not talking about him. Look, it's it's not even just the color. I mean, you know, as we have learned from our government, color coding is very important. But I'm calling about more than the color. It's not just the, the red thing. I heard a transmission. Why, why are we talking about color? I mean, that's just racist. Okay, you're not following the conversation. All right, okay. beat, it, beat it, beat no. it, UFO Phil, UFOPhil.com, you ass. I feel better. I think I'm cured. She was a bad alien. It all makes sense now. She's going to another country with bad aliens like Australians. Oh, we got a break? Makes sense. Hold on, Scarlet's on the phone. Scarlet, you're in the hideout. Tommy, I love you. I, I want to climb mountains and jump from planes with you. I, I never meant to hurt you. I just... I had to get rid of the man. <laughs> that wasn't Scarlet? No. <laughs> All right, dude, I'll Look, I'm just trying to help. This should help. I would go both ways. 
<laughs> Maybe that's what you need to do. I would go both ways. Suddenly it works, huh? <laughs> All right, someone here is suggesting gyneria. I don't even know what that means, but they want oh. you to get a disease? No, the uh, giant Brian's girl. I thought that was chlamydia. Ah, uh, whatever. Oh. Middle linebacker. The blonde, yeah. Huh? Damn, that blonde's hot. Hmm. Nah, she's just photogenic. What? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I've seen her in person. Not, I'm not impressed. You're on crack. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back. Hot. It's the hideout. Tommy, I'm telling you, we get Scarlet on the phone. We just end it now. Yeah. All right. It's the hideout. We're ready. on 4.1. <laughs> Jesus. Welcome back into the hideout. Row Radio 104.1. 4791610041, or Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. We were just trying to help uh, Tommy Bateman, who was in. He finally was able to talk about it on the air. Yeah. How he was heartbroken. And now he says, um, I don't know what he's saying. He, I think he says he's all better now. I think he's getting over it. There's still a little bit there, but. He's a lot better than he was four or five weeks ago. If it was still bothering me, I wouldn't be talking about it. I wish you'd talked about it when it was bothering no. me. No. I do. You were so angry. <laughs> Would have been great. Now, for some reason, you're over it. I'm happy. Do you believe in love at first sight? If maybe you meet another chick, you think it'll be love at first sight? Um, I would like to believe in that. I don't know if it's real or not. Um, lust in, at first sight, definitely. See, I don't, I don't believe there's a such thing as love in first sight. People say it all the time. I think, I think exactly that's it. It's lust at first sight. Oh, yeah, definitely. You and can't then you, love then you somebody learn, when you first see them. And then you learn to love them. Right. At first, you just won't bang them. Yeah, you love the way they look at first. And then you gotta get to know them. What? You don't agree, chunks? You think there's you've actually seen, uh, a bunch of dudes that you think, uh, no. yeah, I could be with them? No, no, dudes, but I'm saying, what if you're not physically attracted, but something still draws you to them? Like mentally, on a mental level. The, no, a penis? You, you would have to be attracted to them. To well, be drawn to them. To be drawn to them technically means to be attracted no, no, to I'm them. I'm saying not physically, but you could pick up something. Maybe they talk to you or something like that. <laughs> and so any girl that talks to you is love for a sight for you. No, no, I'm saying it's got, you know, I'm and just I, saying it could happen. I am saying the concept of love at first sight is false. It's you, at first sight without you talking to them first. You don't think some people are at a higher mental level? <laughs> not you. I'm not saying me, but I'm saying some people, maybe. That weren't in LD for six years. I think you're uh, thinking too hard. Your brain is. I'm dying. saying when you see someone across the room, that is not love at first sight. That is lust at first sight. Well, how do you know? <laughs> you don't love them. You've just seen them. I'm saying, you know, for me, but for some people, I think it could happen. No, it doesn't. You just want to bang them. I think that's a pretty bleak way to look at it. It's not romantic. What do you know? You've never been loved. <laughs> not even by your parents. Well, I think they... Uh, Sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you're out of the conversation then. Mm. With your retarded thinking. Eh. My Just point, remember to go on the paper. My point... 
or we're going to rub your nose in it. <laughs> My point was that there is no such thing as love at first sight. That is purely lost. Roxy, you're in the hideout on World Radio. Hi. What's going on, Roxy? I was just calling about the love at first sight. I truly believe in it. Why? Well, I was at work 13 years ago. I was writing on the counter, um, filling out paperwork, and I looked up and I thought, oh, my God, I am married to the wrong man. Ha! So you're already already married and you found someone. Yes, and I avoided him for two years. I did not leave my, my spouse at that time for this man, but I am with him, and I've been with him. I guess it was 15 years ago I saw him. I've been with him for 13 years. You're evil. I, but you just wanted to bang that other dude you saw. No, no, it wasn't I wanted to bang him. I looked up and thought, oh, my God, I am married to the wrong man. I I just, I'm not buying it. I truly believe, because you didn't, there's no way you could have loved that person. You don't know them. Maybe I think that's the whole stigma behind it. You don't know them, but you still love them for some reason. I've never... Am I wrong? Maybe. I mean... Pooch! You believe in love at first sight? No. It doesn't happen. Like, it, Or if it has, it's never happened to me. Like, Maybe it's one of those things where it only ha- it's only true if it happens to you, but I think people make it up. I think they think in their head that it's love, but it's really lust. They kid themselves. Shut it. <laughs> Dubs, have you ever been in love with someone at first sight? No. But I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It's impossible. It doesn't make any rational sense. I'm telling you, I see chicks all the time. I see them for the first time. I want to bang them. I mean, I love them. You could. I don't even know about that. Paul, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. Yes, hi. My name's Paul from Goldenrod, and I just had some information that... Uh... Is this UFO Phil? No, this is Paul from Winter Park. I um, I have some information that that Bateman needs to know about Scarlett. I have it's factual information that she was sleeping with somebody else the whole time she was with him. Who was the person? Can you keep a secret? What? What is? Of course, Paul. She was sleeping with somebody named Rogness Four. Okay, this is UFO Phil. I have the tapes of the transmission. There was heavy breathing. I recorded the whole thing. Oh. Can we hear it? Stop! Is this it? Beat it. You know what? You still owe me another t-shirt, too, UFO Phil. I gotta go. <laughs> Come on! What the hell? Well, now I am heartbroken. With Rognus 4, of all people. I know. that Our aliens. We're not supposed to talk about 4. No, 3. 3 we can't talk about. 3, you idiot. Even uh, I know that, and I hate that guy. He's the one that's sick. And we'll just leave it at that. Tommy, you're in the hideout. Hey, hideout. Glad you guys came down here. Thank you. Um, hey, don't you think this uh, love at first sight is just like a movie thing? I mean, can it just be... I mean, guys, obviously, it's love at first sight. But don't women just say love at first sight just because they see what's going on in the movies? And yeah, it, there's something very Billy Crystal about I it. Did, <laughs> Billy Crystal. Well, I think Meg Ryan-ish, uh, more so. That's her kind of movie. But I... I think it's something we're tricked into believing. And that's why you see so many chicks a lot of times who are still waiting for the white, right guy because they think, or the white the guy. The white guy, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or the white boy. Um, because they're thinking, hey. No one, no one wants uh, to bring anything but a white boy home to their uh, parents. Because they're seriously thinking, if it wasn't love at first sight, so I don't know if it's troll. It's like catching a big bass. I'm telling you, man. You meet a hot chick all the time. Mm-hmm. You, you see them all the time. 
but you don't love them. It's when you get to talk to them, when you get to know them, that you can actually begin, I think, to actually have a feeling or two. But just looking at them, you just want to destroy it. Punish it? Leave them like it's a gunshot wound down there. How? Well, you know, show them you love them. In that That's way. That's a very dude way to do it, man. Exactly. Which is what the ladies can look forward to when they're with me. Got a shotgun bang? What's up with that thing? I want to know, how does it hang? All right, that was just a little clear. <laughs> Mike, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. Mike Dugan. I think Tommy and you guys should hit the strip club and you know, forget about that bitch tonight. Strip club? That was uncalled for. What, calling her a bitch? Yeah. I think I think that's the way you need to start looking at her. It's not like she was doing it to be hurtful to me. But did it hurt you? Yes, of course. Then she's a bitch. <laughs> Anyone who hurts you is a bitch. I would never hurt you, Tommy. Thank you. You guys hurt me all the time. Shut, Shut up. up, bitch. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Who broke your heart? Man eater. Chunks' nickname. He invites dudes over online and plays a song when they walk in the door. <laughs> it's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Hey, where did uh, that weirdo Putin go? Yeah, he hasn't been around for a while. He was. We just ignored him, didn't notice him, because he's boring. This is for you, Scarlett. There's no reason to be playing this song. Putin, you kept typing a whole bunch of crap to me in the call screen software. What was he saying to you? I couldn't decipher, because he was talking in nerd talk. She's like a gigabyte. You should have conquered her like she was a level on EverQuest. Tiza! What? That's his nerd chair. You have to create a blocker for that pop-up. Well, that is true. You're running at 90% storage capacity on your hard drive! You need love spyware. What were you saying, Putin, you retard? Talking to Mike, idiot. I have no idea. <laughs> Into the mic! I can't. My headphones won't reach. Well, you're using mine. Well, give him <laughs> the headphones then. What's going on back there, dumb and dumber? Hooch is the most sane one over there tonight. <laughs> Actually, she did a really good job earlier running the board. All right, what were you saying? I don't know. When? Dork. You kept typing me all this stuff about love and shaking eyes and blah, blah, blah. No, I was just saying that 
You know, you're you're saying there's no love at first sight, and it's purely lust, and that the only sense associated with that is sight. And I'm just saying you're ignoring all the other senses and everything else that could possibly come into that scenario. Blah, blah. What other senses? Other senses like um, uh, uh, touch, smell, uh, hearing, all that crud. So you need to uh, touch and smell her? You, oh, you believe in smell at first sight? No, love, love first, at first smell? smell. Okay. If you smell a chick and she smells pretty enough, you love her? Are you talking like pheromones? Yeah, that kind of stuff. I'm just saying that... But that just... Pheromones are all about being attracted. You're you're reducing this to an empirical situation and you're you're ignoring... English, all... asswipe. English that radio people and listeners can understand. You're dumbing this down to the point of one sense. You're, you're making this too simple. There's too many other stuff going on. All right, let me ask you. Dork boy. Nerd boy, not a dork. We've been over this. Isn't it called love at first sight? That's the clue. So, so, yes. so I did not dumb it down to one sense. Whoever created that phrase did. And that's why I said there's no such thing as love at first sight. It's lust. Uh, but you said when you see a girl, right? That's that's what I meant. Isn't that sight? I don't... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, you are. You're saying smell, touch, You know, hear. You were talking it's about not... smells and shaky eyes and shaking hands and... Shaky bowels. It's not fair that you guys team up on me. I get confused yeah. easily. All right, turn your mic off. Then. <laughs> and take that hideout shirt off. I know other people who are more deserving to have it. Oh, like my, my cat. Yeah. Give it to a bum. He offered more logic. Oh, yeah, he gave it to Chunks. Perfect. Close enough. Now, I will say this. There are some people that you have an instant connection to, like once you begin to talk. Yeah, there's someone you click with. Dubs and I. We click. The chemistry is there. We can finish each other's sentences. We can look at each other and know what the other one's thinking. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. It's true. Two dudes shouldn't do that. It's true, though. I know. Tell the world. We can finish each other's sentences. We finish each other off. Mo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What, are you jealous? Maybe if you could uh, form sentences, we could finish yours. Ew. I would never finish his. Could you imagine? How dirty is he? He ain't ever... You come to the chunks, we're sitting here talking about love, and I know you have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Does it ever sit in your head that you're never going to get it again? Or even find love? Yeah, I know that's not going to happen. I've pretty much just given up, though. You know, There's only so long you can kick and scream about it. You kick and scream about it? I used to, but I stopped uh, about a year ago. What do you do instead of finding love? Uh... You really honestly want to know? Yes, Elephant Man. Like, what I do? Well, back home, what I would used to do is i go to Bungalow. It's just a bar? Yeah, it's you my bar. The, all right, you go to the bung. I go to the bung. Mo. And uh, after that, I'd seriously kind of come home and, you know, sit in the corner on the pile of clothes <laughs> and seriously kind of tear up a little bit. That, that's, While you're cutting yourself? That's a true story, though. That, that was not too good, but I don't do that anymore. No, I pretty much... Yeah, all right. Try, try to tell a story. Yeah, uh, I got it. <laughs> I got it, though, now. You sit there in the corner and cry? 
No, you know, like I, baby? here's what I realized. You put I, a diaper on? I realized there are unattractive, hideous people out there. I and happen one to be one of them. And you know what? Nothing you can do about it. Just like some people are short or tall or fat. You know, or, you know that's the way you are. Why don't you do something like uh, jogging? Nah, Take a shower. Better, I Cut still, your nails. I still have the ugly face. That's not helping out. Shave. Yeah. I thought like so people that look like celebrities got chicks, though. I mean, don't you like... Uh, do like real life uh, Mo of the Simpsons that like theme parks? Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be some chick who's a real big whore for the Simpsons that would want to do you. Yeah, because you look like Mo. Yeah. A Mo that looks like Mo. Yeah. See, and like stuff like this, I've never understood. It doesn't help help me out. You know, you guys just keep picking at it. We we realize we're a loser. We got it. Yeah. You know, I, I know it. Yeah, I'm gay. Ugh. I'm a dirty slut. Mm. I don't know if it's tougher being you or uh, Bateman. What? Bateman can get ass. How could it be tougher being Bateman? He can get ass whenever he wants. Yeah, but at least he's, you know, he, he's hurting right now. Yeah, he's in love. You don't even... I'm you, hurting all the time. I just ate a man with toenails and hot sauce. Not to mention the deep mental issues. What are the deep mental issues? What goes deep? You heard the journal entry from the other day, right? Yeah. No, I missed Stuff that. like that doesn't help out, you know? I mean... It, it, Girls hate me. Nobody likes me. I'm always screwing up stuff. You're boring me. Do you have any uh, journal entries about love? Yes. All right, I want to hear that one tomorrow. I want to hear a Chunk's journal entry about love. Those yeah. do hear, a lot of pain, though. I want to hear when the beast loved. I, I don't like talking about those. Perfect. We'll do it tomorrow, then. Mm. I'll give you 24 hours. You get to look forward to it. You can go up, ring the bell, and write your story. Actually, didn't you write song lyrics about your uh, former loves? I'm a nice man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a nice man. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to wrap this one up. That's not a song. There you go. Oh, this is about your lovers. Yeah. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Guns didn't get bigger since the last time I was here. Don't be scared. You'll never change what's been and gone. May your smile. All right, welcome back to the High Out Radio 104.1. Hey, send me that thing that you sent earlier. Um, the naked pictures? No, not uh. that. This guy said something about something online. All right. Random Freak says, dude, if Chunk spent more time on MySpace, he'd totally get laid. Quasimodo could bang those hoochies. So Chunk's going to get laid on there if he goes there. I think he has a profile, but I think all his friends are dudes. <laughs> huh? Getting laid is getting laid. Mo. Dugan boy. Yeah, I know. All right, Hacksaw Jim Dugan. All right, I'm not going to give out this dude's screen name, but he's like, I've been married for five years, met a chick online, perfect to match. Hotter than my wife. Wife is hot, don't get me wrong, but people grow apart. Dangers of being online, my friend. 
Bang both of them. That solves all your issues. Then you get twice the fun. Or twice the headache when you think about yeah. it. Or herpes. And whatever. You can't get twice that. There's yeah. different strains, isn't there? Once you get it, you're cool. Yeah, but once you get one strain, you might as well act like it's a collection of Topps baseball cards. Get them all. I'll trade you this strain for that strain. <laughs> even if you know, you may even get like a misprint, which are always more valuable. Keep that strain in mint condition, though. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Those you don't are worth damage the, that one. Those are worth the most. Ironically, you got to put it in a sleeve, which. <laughs> Tony, you're in the hideout on World Radio. We're under lock and key. Hey, um, you know uh, that one little clip that you guys had from that I'm an Ass Man song? Yeah. It goes to a wrestler. Yeah. Badass Billy Gunn. He lives about five miles away from the studio that you guys are at. Oh, really? And his last thing was that he was gay. So I know that you guys love to beat the crap out of Chunks. So you could have him come on and beat the crap out of him, and he's the ass man beating the crap out of Chunks. What do you think about that? <laughs> I like it. I'd be completely down for it. Is he really saying ass man? Yeah, he's an ass man. The lyrics are great. Yeah, listen to this first. Uh... He won't like them. Why? Oh, I'm an ass man. You can't isolate it because there's music. Oh, we'll just play it over the song anyway. But, uh, well, I think the ass is the best part of the chick. Although a, a nice smile is good, but not as good as a nice ass. Boobies are starting to impress me, too. Though. Really? You've never been a boob man? No, not really. Like uh, Hooch's friend who comes in here, running around with those massive whoppers, hot udders. Just want to milk her. Mm. I bet if we like put a needle through, there would be just vitamin, vitamin D. D. <laughs> oh, look at us! See, that's what I'm saying. We could Dubs and I are on another level. I'd like to give her some of that. You ain't playing, damn. But she's just like, I mean, you know, she's photogenic. In person, ain't nothing really going on. Matthew, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. Oh, uh, hello? Yeah, that's hello. you. Go, go ahead, buddy. Hey, um, I got an even worse story about that, about <clears throat> the going guy. He says he, has, he just got done and the girl won't leave him alone, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Is she living with him? No, they're not living together. <laughs> Be thankful. Okay. Uh, my ex... Who is now? Is her name is on the lease? I can't get rid of her even if I wanted to. And without like dragging her out to the swamp and like drowning her in it. Oh, do it. Right. don't do no, do not do no, that. I'm not gonna do it. I'm too, I'm too lazy. To I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> that would require work. Uh, yeah, that would require. I work at a car. I work as a theme park. Do you think I really want to work? Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, but yeah, man. But I mean, you know, I mean, there's times you come. I come out of the bedroom and turn her into your girl you know, mascot. You know, you, you know, I come out there and she's got a new boy toy and she's screwing him in the living room when I'm trying to go out and get like a bowl of cereal or Captain Crunch or something like that. All right, that's actually the worst thing ever. And we're actually we gotta get out of here. I but... would just stand in the corner and creep him out, play with myself. You gotta do that. Oh my god. Um, 
Oh, Dubs, we're getting people qualified all week, uh, last week and the week before, to win a PlayStation 2, the grand prize, brought to you by Game Rush and Blockbuster. Game Rush offers exclusive accessories and events, more midnight launches of your favorite games, and the best trade-in prices and value for used games and new ones. That's where I'm going to be for uh, Madden when it comes out. Congratulations to Justin Wood. It was a qualifier, and he is now the winner of that PlayStation 2 from Game Rush. And congratulations, Justin. So congratulations, my friend. I'm very happy for you. You're very lucky. Um, what a show. It was just therapeutic in so many it's been ways. Fun. It was It was good. It was good to kind of get out, air out everything. Um, yeah. If you were with us for all four hours at the start of the show, you kind of know what... Uh, what, how it started, and I, I don't know, even know if that was something that maybe led Tommy to finally want to talk about his relationship issues, but uh, it's quite possible that it was. I have no issues. I'm fine. I seriously, I wish you had talked about all of his problems when it was happening. I mean, he would literally throw his headphone down and start wandering around bait, his little booth back there, Bateman's basement. Huh? Wandering around, ready to flip us off all the time. No, I didn't. Take his headphones off. I'm not listening to you guys. I'm going to walk around and I'm going to be in pain. What that are was... you guys even talking about? I don't understand this. I was a Vicodin talking. I'm in pain. I wish so... I was a Vicodin talking. I'm so sad. I slide a couple of those over here. Magic beans. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. The giant wants them. A little bit, <laughs> a little bit more upbeat. And um, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your help, actually. Uh, wake up with the Monsters in the morning. Shannon Burke, Big Days. Phillips Fall in the afternoon. And um, we're back at 7. Don't be ashamed to entertain listening to The Hideout on Road Radio 104.1. Question authority and stay classy, Orlando. Think of the white boy for stopping boy. We're out. 5,000. 5,000. Probably go both ways. Well, uh, well, no, I don't, I don't preach for money, brother. I preach for soul. That last guy sounded pretty gay. I'm fat, get it? I'm a virgin. I don't know what's gonna feel like. I'm a virgin. I don't know what's gonna feel like. I'm fat, get it? Don't make me grab the chancla. Smoke a bone. (laughs) I'm gay. You, Orlando. I mean, stay classy. I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I doubt. I, 5,000.